Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Hello. Morning, sunshine. Hey, I was napping too. It's all right. Apparently, you said you got that magic recliner. Now fit my new place. I'm going to figure out what, ask you what recliner you got. (laughs) Put your ass to sleep, boy. (laughs) Bring uh, Rich up a little bit in your headphones there. No, I'm good. He's rather quiet. He's just waking up. It's soft spoken. It's good morning, Rich. Marissi, Marissi, Marissa McChaney. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. Some bitch just sent me a contact request on Skype. Oh yeah, that's those are Skype bots. Gotcha. I report all that shit on Instagram and shit. Just like you know, some girl in her underwear saying like, "I I live kind of near you and like sex." <laughs> they have like no followers, but they follow like twenty thousand people, and they have two posts, and both of them are links that are oh, yeah. gibberish. I report all that shit. Oh, that shit's all over Twitter. You know, you know who does a good job with keeping that shit away is fucking Fuckerberg. Face- yeah. Facebook does a good job with keeping that shit at bay. Amazingly, I used to, I used to get a lot more of those, like half naked women who. I have no idea who they are, and they're like, yeah, I used oh, to get hey. a lot of more na- half-naked women too. Rich, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd get I get friend request. Hey, remember me? I'm like, no, no. Oh, we went to school together. I'm like, nah, bitch. If we went to school together, and I knew you back then, I think I remember that. So uh. <laughs> the thing is, there was yeah, there was a short period in the early birth of the internet. Where there was some clever baiting going on that was successful in a lot of ways because, uh, yeah, using things like that, like I went to school with you or, you know, we shared some common link or, you know, some third cousin or something like that. Or even some the Nigerian kind of, prince. What kind of baiting I yeah. had going Was like on. usually in the form of a well-written letter that, you know, if you had other facts to back this up would seem legit on its own. <clears throat> but now it's just nonsense. Now it's just fucking garbled nonsense. And it's because people don't speak English. But they're not making even any attempt to... Like, the capitalization is very strange. There's, like, either no punctuation or all punctuation. Did you experience this? Because a lot of it's coming from other... This could dovetail nicely into... Stuff about the oh, national news. So let's just start the show. Oh, yes. Get this bitch underway. Yes, sir. Very Christopher good. Media. Let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. All righty. What is it? 162? 162. Yeah, 162. Chris, I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. And that audience is what we call cold open into a segue. Apparently, we got trolled hard as a country. A country (laughs) over the last year. Like, so what is Uh, that? Like, troll level a million that Donald Trump got elected? It's been going on longer than that. If you're talking about Russian trolling, like fake news, shit like that. Oh yeah. Washington Post was reporting on this as of 2014. (coughs) There's there's actually been a lot of... I mean, it's surprising how little we talk about this outside of... Like, Samantha B had that program where she was talking to... She actually interviewed Russian hackers or 
not even hackers. They were just people who were in charge of people making up news stories. Paid to troll. Yeah. Well, then, yes, troll. But it seemed like their focus was more. <coughs> Excuse me. It seemed like their fo- their focus was more on actually creating stories. One of this fake news that we've been hearing so much about. All well, of a sudden, the well, misinformation and counterintelligence is something that's not even right. That's uh, it, not. It's not even. It's not even a secret that that's constantly happening between governments and. And, and, and how did we get on the internet from you can't trust anything on the internet to trusting everything on the internet to being shocked that there's fake news on the internet? because <laughs> uh, well, we're st- we have no attention span. Yeah, we're fucking. Listen, I always thought I was being, I thought I was being a tad over cynical about how dumb we are. I was proven right on November 8th. And it's just, it's crazy how much we don't, we, Aaron, we've talked about this. I'm sure yes. we've talked about this as a group before. The act of re- referencing is dead. It is a dead art. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's half the damn problem. So many times I'll see a meme that somebody throws up and thinks they're doing a good fucking job and, the, the the meme is so full of misinformation. I, like, when I look at anything on social media, I look where it fucking comes from. Like, I don't think right. we do that as a group anymore. It's it's interesting because I think I've told you guys before that I work in an office with the heavily Trump supporters in my office. And they don't talk a lot of politics. And <clears throat> But when they do, I just grit my teeth and, and bear it. It's like an I'm I, family I, stuff. I'm not, I, I so want to, like counter a lot of, and not in like a you know a confrontational way of just like you know just slide in like hey you know have you read this piece or maybe you're not aware of this and but i it's not even worth getting into that discussion because because i have to work with these people yeah, every day you're a number mm-hmm. okay. how does that family functions for me now right but so one of them was ranting about oh so sick of all this fake news there's so much fake news out there. You don't even know what to trust anymore. Well, that's all all this bo- fake news. Well, hold on, let me finish. That's all your boy he, says, he says, I mean, look at all this stuff. Like, I can't even read the New York Times and the Washington Post anymore because it's all like fake news. I just ignore all that shit. I'm like, that's... <laughs> but I bet you trust BuzzFeed. That's not what we're talking about yeah. when we're talking about fake news. We're not talking about, you know, decades-old institutions. <clears throat> But now well, it's, the, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not even I mean, it's fake news it's, is what you w- decide to believe not to be true. It goes under the category of fake news. Right. Uh, instead of just saying like stories that were purely false, that were made to either troll a certain group of people or just use as a misinformation campaign. Did I make the the difference clear there? Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, to add to it, once again, the same shit that Trump was spouting about. Oh, I'm, I want to build a wall and deport people back to you know Mexico and, and stop immigration of refugees from countries that harbor known terrorists and all this shit. They were saying all that shit back in 2008. The difference was he said it in a way that just got people to actually believe he was going to do it versus, I guess, the, the low-energy pool of candidates from 2008 but they were saying the exact same shit back then no one seems to remember that no one i mean they were like oh my god oh it's so horrible you believe trump is saying this shit well when mccain was saying this shit in 2008 no one blinked an eye 
You know, we used to say, I remember, I don't know, you'd listen to radio shows or something and, or, or watch TV or somebody on Bill Maher would say, oh, you know, well, on the internet. Well, the internet's not a source. But we used to say that about the internet, that the internet is not a source. If used the right and, way, it is the source. And but. we also used to laugh at the idea of Wikipedia. Oh, oh anybody can edit. You can't trust anything that goes up on Wikipedia. Yeah, Mandy and I had this our, 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 our lively morning and, discussion. But now it's when did you Wikipedia? I would not jump the shark. Would it probably be the reverse for Wikipedia? Because it used to be don't trust a fucking thing Wikipedia says. Right. And now it's the ultimate source. Right. But you have to cite your sources if you post something on there. If not, right. it, there's, they usually say it turns out to be a really good system. Actually, you know this isn't backed up. I mean, you have to point to an interview, an article from a right reputable source for but, them not to call bullshit on it. But the outrage here is that. We let Facebook into our homes. We thought, Facebook, you were different. <laughs> and then we found out that Facebook was bringing home fa- fake news. And now we're fake news outraged at the internet again. And, and we're, we're confused. We're out there browsing, like, bewildered. Like, I don't even know who to trust anymore. Just oh, the Washington look. Post says that Donald Trump is a bigot. I don't know. It could be fake. <laughs> People, it's just very simple. Read where the information is coming from. Right. I mean, if there was a modicum of research done with this guy who showed up at the, uh, at the pizzeria, right? Oh, boy. That guy. With the, was it an AR-15? He showed up with a weapon, and he was there to investigate. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm here to get to the bottom. Of this child porn ring that's going on here. You know, them, all them Sherlock Holmes novels, Holmes and Watson, both just, they investigated by pack and heat. Hey, we're here to investigate? Click, yeah, click. and we're, he- we're heavily fucking armed, too. Yeah. Right. But th- I guess the dangerous thing here is that they hear it from more than one source. You know, if they listen to, uh, oh, shit, uh, Alex Jones, is that the one who was spouting off a lot of uh, this Pizzagate issue? Probably he he's never met a conspiracy theory he doesn't like. Yeah, yeah, that guy's insane. even 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 if even if they contradict each other, he'll 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 spout this. He'll in an hour, like I've actually sat and listened to like when Doug Stanhope or Patrice O'Neill is on, I'll listen to like an hour that they were on on YouTube or something. And in that hour, he will spout out so many different conspiracy theories. All of which are contradicting each other. And it's just, I don't think anyone calls him on it because he just, it's like he's coked up to the gills and he's rapid fire jumping from one conspiracy theory to the other. You can't keep up. Either that or his guests are like, well, he's just so full of shit. I'm just here for the free fucking publicity, anyways. Do you think he believes any of his own bullshit? How many. No, I think Alex Jones got mortgage payments and he's got a shtick. Yeah. And his nobody, stick now. No matter how many times Glenn Beck tries to cleanse himself of the lies that he spouts on a constant basis, nobody has any reason crazy. to trust him anymore because he doesn't believe I'm himself, obviously. He's just fishing for an audience so constantly. Yeah, the pro- I think the thing, though, with Alex Jones is, yeah, you're doing I'm your shtick, but your shtick is fucking dangerous, at least with the pack of dumbasses that... Right. Or our I do, fellow citizens nowadays. You know, I do think that Alex, Jane, Alex Jones is a m- more dangerous version of Glenn Beck, by far. 
He makes Glenn Beck look tame. Well, Alex Jones does something that that Glenn Beck doesn't do, which is I, I don't know where he gets his backing from, his financial backing, but I mean he's constantly putting out these so-called documentaries. Um, the just, I Infowars mean, just, shit. I remember watching that shit back in yeah. the day before I really knew, and it, just because I was interested in conspiracy theories in general, not that I believed any of them. I was. It tickled the same bone as like a, a reading Pulp Fiction or like a, a comic book that you know is ridiculous, but you still are like, "This is awesome," you know. Watching a bad horror movie, shit like that, you know. It's, it was inter- entertainment. So, something I've noticed also with him is that starting, well, not starting, but during the Bush administration, he would put these documentaries out about nine eleven, how it was an inside job, and the Bush administration was. At very least, compliant, at worst, had a hand in bringing about 9-11. Then Obama got elected, and he went off the rails to the right. Like, he just, he just, it was, now it's all, you know, he, he's, commun- you know, excuse me, Obama's a communist, and he's from a different country, and it's a Manchurian candidate for real, and the only thing that was going to save us was Donald Trump and the extreme right wing. And, I mean, I, I, I don't know. To me, that tells me all I need to know. He found his audience, and his audience is the crazy people on the far right. Disenfranchised so it, whitey. So he panders to them. Because right. 16 years ago, it, he was 15 years ago, whatever it was, all he was doing was talking anti-Bush administration shit because of 9-11. Now he, don't, he hardly even mentions that type of stuff. Now it's just oh we're we're, we're marching into to you know we're being delivered up to the co- you know to, to communism by Obama the Kenyan Muslim who eats babies or whatever the fuck and, and Donald Trump is the only person that's going to save us which now it's going to be interesting because the worst thing for guys like him is for people that he supports to be in power because now it's going to be funny to see what he does to keep people listening. Because the guy he wanted won. I think he was banking just yeah, like most of the people. Well, he shares something with the left in the fact that he always needs an enemy. What's he going to do? Well, you know, that's he, what I'm saying. You're right, Rich. He's in a conundrum. Oh, no, no. Actually, he, I can see where he's still got a shtick going forward for the, uh, hopefully only in the next four years. Um, because Donald Trump said a lot of outrageous things. And even if he doesn't try and pursue them and fail, if he just, doesn't bother alex jones will have a conspiracy as to how the left stopped this from happening donald trump wanted to build a wall but the left intervened will be his story donald trump wanted to do whatever he wanted to abolish uh, uh, obamacare or you know any of the, any of the number of things that would either just be unconstitutional or would just ruin the country or bankrupt it that he spouted during his campaign that he's not actually going to be accomplished is open game for conspiracy theory as to why it, why it didn't happen. It wasn't Donald Trump's fault. We elected the perfect candidate, and the left oh, got us. No, it's a vast left-wing conspiracy? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Pizzagate proved that this is, I mean, this was all the left that was, this was a Democratic well, Hillary should have covered her tracks better than to lead that guy to that pizza shop. With her child sex ring. So, so fake news. So, 
I, I wonder how many people are actually equating these things, though. When we talk about fake news on Facebook, and we talk about not Russian many. Look who won the Ru- election. Well, hey, you didn't let me finish yet. You <laughs> can't answer the question. <laughs> the, hold, sorry, pause for one second. No. We hear about fake news stories on our social media, and we hear about Russian intervention. Now, the CIA report this week about Russian intervention in the election. And these are they're really all just the same thing. It's all misinformation, regardless of where it's coming from. We shouldn't be necessarily surprised that some of that is coming from outside of our nation because the Internet doesn't really have borders. No. <clears throat> but a lot of this is coming from inside our own country. Planet Money did a story recently where they tracked down a guy who, I think it was the guy who they traced as the source of the Pizzagate story. And at first dodged them, the the guy dodged the reporters and then wanted to talk the next day and talked about how he, well, he was like a writer who would, you know, writing for magazines, doing reviews, whatever, freelance writer, and found this opportunity to write fake news stories that... Take it as you will, his justification for these fake news stories that were similar to Pizzagate were that they were so ridiculous and completely unfounded that he thought that people on the right would post these and share them and then get debunked by everyone else saying like this is just a made-up story with no relevance and truth or proof. And what he forgot is the loudest point on the internet wins, not necessarily the right one. So if you and all your buddies... Not the one you can back up. Yeah, if you and all your buddies rally around the wrong point, it doesn't matter that it's wrong factually. You got the loudest mob. You win. Here's the interesting thing. In the more recent part of his career doing this, where he made up to $30,000 a month doing this fucking shit. Yeah. He, more recently, his stories were all against the left. When he started this out a couple years ago, it was actually balanced. He would make stories for both the left and right, but he found that the the bait that he made for the left was never took. So, <clears throat> and he was all getting paid on clicks, right? He'd post a story, he'd get advertising dollars based on how many, you know, in some case, millions of people shared this story. And he would do these left-baiting pieces that were damning the right and getting no clicks on them. Well, because the, the, the left has no interest in correcting facts. The, le- the left just wants to tell you about how wrong you are for thinking how you think. They have no interest in... No, 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 but just, here's the different... Oh, let me clarify then. The left didn't share the stories... The right? The, that were baiting, that were intended to bait the left. The right were sharing the stories... And for the so, wrong reasons. So either either the liberals chose just chose not to believe it, thought it was too outrageous, or uh, what was the third option? Or researched. That's right. That's still an option. You can research. You can actually look for another source on a story, and if you can't find it, forget about it. Well, isn't it. Isn't it possible that maybe more right-leaning people are older and older people tend to be a lot more gullible as far as fake news and getting sucked into bullshit. That's why 
a lot of telemarketers and people prey on elderly people and younger people tend to be a little bit more liberal and they're a little bit more plugged into reality because they're like wait a minute let me snopes okay this is bullshit and that's just the end of it i mean i i can't count how many people have shared articles in my family in my friends list who are excuse me family you know family of friends that are older or whatever and they just believe what they see the first time they see an article and i'm like did you not do anything did you not look up anything at all on that this is all bullshit i mean going back to your point these are the same people that 10 15 years ago was don't trust anyone on the internet because it's all a bunch of guys who are trying to rape you. Right. You know, and now all of a well, sudden it's, it's on the internet, it's the, the word of God himself. Well, we did shift on a lot of things on the internet, like don't use your credit card on the internet. Actually, with the current right. encryption that we have, cr- it's very safe. My credit card's all over the internet now. Right. Um, <coughs> uh, you can't, uh, yeah, you'd have to be some sort of weird, weird old loser recluse to hook up with somebody that you met through the internet or through a social media or an app or anything like that. Totally not the case. Now there's websites that actually uh, trot out their stats of how many people have gotten married. Right. From but see, once again, it, it kind of backs people, up my point because the older people I know still look at it as, oh, you met someone on the internet? Right. You fucking loser. You can't meet anyone in real life. Yeah. Oh, what did you do? You met somebody either that you grew up with or that you met in a bar while you were drunk. So (laughs) that's better. I think it's an age group thing because Aaron, like we've talked about it on other podcasts. Uh, How do you still think that meeting someone using it like you uh, you still think that meeting someone using Internet for you? It's still like you said, there's something for you. You can't. I haven't done it. I haven't made that leap because you said there's still something with it. You mentally when you're like, "Eh." I'm just you're just not sure about it. Well, the thing is, because we've gotten to the point where you can legitimately meet people that you click with and have long-term relationships with, I know that I'm not interested in a long-term relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also not necessarily hey, there's, a, there's a website for that. Right. I'm not necessarily interested in hitting up a lot of chicks either. So I'm kind of like in a limbo. I'm not I'm not wanting to be slutty, but I'm not looking to settle down. There is a website for that. <laughs> there Whatever probably you is. want. There, Aziz, pro- there probably is. Aziz Ansari. Uh, his, well, I is think is it was there his... a don't expect anything from me dot com out there that uh, I yes. can join up on? Yes. <laughs> he, he did, a, I think it was his Madison Square Garden. He did a bit about how there is a website for whatever you're looking for right now. Keepingitcasual.com. Yeah. (laughs) Keeping my options open. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm making excuses. I expect within the next year, actually, I will pursue somebody in that manner. But I have yet to make that leap. And it's not... I'm not saying that I'm necessarily skeeved out by it. You can vet people a lot easier now, too, with Google. Yeah. Yeah, Which also used to be called stalking. Yeah. Mandy told me she Googled me after the night we met. But Make it's sure kind of no stupid if you don't do that, right? Like, stalking is actually, you know, creeping over and trying to peek through somebody's window. You know, that I've had this, this is more like, I put some, uh, you know, this is stuff that, like, I put pictures on the internet, right? You didn't, you didn't creep into their house and dig them out of their drawer. They posted them on the internet. Why wouldn't you look at them? Why wouldn't you look it, at the stuff that they posted about themselves? And, well... Okay, it, one, it's stalking the same way it's always been stalking or it's or it's been just uh, showing interest in somebody. It depends on how good-looking oh, you are to the person right. that you're doing it to. Right, right. And then, and then two... Either 
you know, he's coming on really hard and I'm digging it, or the guy's a fucking creep and he's stalking me. And how much? And they're doing the exact same thing, by the way. One, one, one just looks like a movie star, and then one looks like your everyday person. So, but oh. then in the, the other one is, oh, come are on, you Rich, doing? Are you it? Women are shallow. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, moving on. I mean, come on, now. yeah. I mean, is this shocking? Come on now. <laughs> And how much of a cry of joy went up from the stalking? Personally, community? I think they're way more interested in money than looks. The day uh, Facebook showed up, actually, it Facebook goes, has to be money, a stalker's dream. Height, looks. I could see where you are, where you've been, who you've been with, where you're at right you know, now. No, it's funny. It's funny you bring. If you read my message, we're getting off funny. track. Wait a minute. It, well, no, 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 no. Because it's funny you bring this up because it's something that, that I, I meant to bring up a couple weeks ago. It's just something real quick that uh, uh, I read. We all know who Dan Savage is, right? Right, yeah. Savage Love? Oh, yeah, I've uh, read his column many times, listened to his podcast. Okay, I'm well, a fan of Dan Savage. Even when I don't agree with him, I, uh, he's always very smart and level-headed. Okay, you might remember this article then. Yeah. He, he went to a, uh, a plus-size convention. Yeah. And okay. What I used to call Friday night. Are we talking just overweight people in general, or is it more? Are we narrowing that group down further? He went to it. He, well, he went. It was called a plus size convention. And when it, he got there, the first bears? thing he noticed was that it was mostly mostly bears. larger, larger women, black dudes, oh. and skinny, tall men. And he said, "Well, where are all the heavy guys?" And all, and he would ask all these, you know, all these. Um, robust, Rubenesque, whatever word you want to use to describe them, females. Yeah. Well, where are all the big guys? And she, and she said, "Well, and, and he, she, excuse me." He said, "Almost to a person, they would answer almost the same exact thing." The I dirty little secret in the plus size community is no one likes fat guys. Fat women <laughs> can go out right now and get laid. A fat guy. My, he better have money. He no better have personality. He better have something more. Than just his size, it's it's yeah, just it's, it, the difference it's not a, there. A woman would not, a woman would have to have something wrong with her not to get laid, whatever she wanted to. Yeah, in general, have, generally speaking, you just have to show an interest, a ma- and a man has to have something going for him, something going for him. In but order. I just found this. I just one found of this the funny. three. He's either tall, he's either really good looking, or he's well off. If you are a woman, you could walk into any bar at one thirty. I just thought it was really funny because Dan Savage is as gay as dad's old hat band, has no interest in trying He's to... He's gay as the dick is long. He he has no interest in trying to make any woman, women look bad because he's bitter because they don't want nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he wants nothing to do with him in that way. And he was like, oh, because even us gay guys, you know, we have the bear and cub community. And straight women are... Here, here are these, Whoa, these people these, have preferences. Yeah, I also that's right. Refuse to believe there weren't a bunch of black dudes at this convention. Am I a racist because I've never right. fucked a I've black seen chick? The bus stops around here. All right, I know what goes <laughs> on. Of course, according to some of my friends, yes, you are. According <laughs> to some people I know, there is no such thing as preferences. There is only such thing as prejudice. So I'm Wait. racist because I turned down well, a black about chick. The yeah. What about the what did the white skinny She's a stripper? What did the what did the tall skinny? I didn't say I, they, we didn't say, say uh, their race or anything. We did say they were tall and skinny dudes, right? Mm-hmm. That were at the convention. What was their response about? Like, why, about fat about fat guys? Like why were they? The, well. Clearly, there's something going. Well, okay, it's about dick size, right? 
The tall, skinny dudes got long dicks, and the little girls can't hang. The big girls can't. That's what I would imagine they would say if they were asked. I guess I don't know. No. I, 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 I can be agree honest with you. With you that one. It's. I mean, Just go I don't know. With it. I, I would. I would guess. Yeah. I mean, because even if they're not fucking better hung, they have no meat around it. It's very. It's. It's. It's like if you're right. fat, they you have a lot of hills and. You have a lot of hills and valleys around your tree. That's the thing. When you think of two heavy people, you're like, how does your puzzle fit? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's exactly, it's like, watch, it's like trying to get two beach balls fucking and they just keep rolling off of each other, you know? And this is, this is what I've said, you know, people are like, you know, oh, hey, Rich, you know, there's a chick for you. And I'm like, right. what no. the fuck is, what the fuck are me hey. and this chick going to do? Wrestle? <laughs> My, I mean, what the, my first time bitch. out was on a big chick, and let me tell you, sometimes the big chick, you don't even have to have penetration. You can still have fun. They like oral, too. Oral. They like it and they're good Andy, at it. Or you can just hump away at whatever's accessible. <laughs> but I, I, but yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Like I said, I just I found it funny that, that here was someone that basically said something that a lot of guys have been saying for years. But yes. since it was coming from Dan Savage, who is a he's very out. I mean, he's skipping around with a rainbow flag on fire out, and no one. No one jumped down his shit. No one called him like a woman hater or nothing like that. They were just like, oh, well, I guess that's the way it is. If you're a fat guy, you better have money. You better be Kevin Smith. Well, he was also smart <laughs> no, enough to not post it as opinion and actually do an interview and get and just report on the results. The pe- how many times, no, how many but times the pendulum, have we had this? Rich, you know, the pendulum swings the other way. There's a bunch of chicks out there that are into fat dudes. He had facts. How many times have we have we talked in this podcast though? How facts are trumped by feelings these days? Oh yeah, it's it. You, I I have to believe if it was coming from a different source that there would have been a lot more blowback on that article. But since it was coming from Dan Savage, and they said, okay, he has no agenda here to be putting down women. He's just stating a fact. And, of course, the thing that got ignored in this entire article that I thought of was it just proves that guys guys are – you get enough guys in a room, they're attracted to anything. Yeah. You can you – can, anything, gay, straight, doesn't matter. Eventually, there's going to be a guy who wants to fuck you. Yeah, right. if anything you has know? taught women, if the internet has taught women anything in the last twenty five years, is there someone out there that will fuck you? Well, even, Don't worry. Even pre internet, when in the days of of porno mags, there was whatever you were into: grannies, big women, skinny women, I girls that didn't look like they were eighteen, but they quote unquote were eighteen. Uh, <laughs> it's like the scene in The Golden Child when he walks up on the newsstand, the guy puts the magazine down, and Eddie Murphy picks it up, chunky asses. Right. Now, <laughs> granted, now on, on the woman's side, like women aren't visual in that respect anyway, but there was Playgirl magazine out there, and there was like pretty much one type of dude, right? <laughs> like, uh, not. Playgirl, so gay and hung. No, okay, it, <laughs> not super cut. You know, not overly muscled, but definitely defined, has a six-pack, has a modest amount of chest hair, 
you and well-groomed, chiseled looks. You know, there's not a lot of variety. There is no, there is no overweight dudes. There is no like geeky like Jason Schwartzman in there. Like, not that women aren't attracted to these guys, but if you don't want to talk about like. In the when it comes to women's you, porn is that options, if it's cool they're, they're much more narrow, I'll let you get I think, than what they well, choose I, to. I do think it's funny that in probably the, if, because like, we, uh, we remember this because we were old enough. We remember the days of VHS porn. And yes, pretty sir. much the rule for to be a guy and be in porn was you had to keep your dick hard in the pre-Viagra days. Hence, you had some guys who were not good looking by women's standards. At all in yeah, porn. Yeah, absolutely. Performance was key. They had to bust on, on cue and stay hard I for think, hours. I think Ron Jeremy is pretty much yeah, there you go. the golden yeah. boy of your point mm-hmm. right here. Big dick. He could count down backwards from 10 and blow a nut on one. I mean, every time. And he, he literally looked like something that like you'd scoop out of your drain after you fucking took a shower. So, But then you look at porno now. Look at his dick! And I'm like, I see chicks like talking about porn and stuff online, and they're like, "Oh, well, this this guy, there's uh, James Dean, original porn name." There, they're like, "Oh, he's so good looking," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Man, you're spoiled." Like, really? Like, okay, this is the 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 internet and Viagra have basically let women have ruined everybody. Let yeah, let women have. And what they consider good-looking guys and porn, because Viagra, anybody can get it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bob Dole did a Viagra commercial. It's chemical warfare wanna, now. I don't want to think about Bob Dole with a rock-hard dick. I know Elizabeth Dole doesn't want to think about Bob Dole <laughs> with a rock-hard dick. I know. Talk about pasting a Playboy fucking centerfold over his face while he's puffing and puffing on top of her. Did you ever see that? Uh, uh, it was around that. The uh, the two thousand era Saturday Night Lives. They did a, a Viagra commercial. It's it a bunch of chicks, pretty much going, "Hey, thanks Viagra," but very sarcastically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Maya Rudolph <laughs> and like Amy Poehler. I'm like, hey, yeah, thanks Viagra. But uh, weren't we talking about the internet and us getting trolled? Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a. There's a CIA report on on Russia. Although, again, they talk about election manipulation is it's kind of the key word here. And hey, they talk about fake news not stories. Not our fault. We're fucking stupid. That was what I took away from like, that. I, I'm not saying that there's not any correlation between fake news stories and elec- election manipulation. And clearly, Russia sees that as something that's effective policy. Or else they wouldn't keep pursuing it because they've been doing it for a while I now. I look at it as if, if but, we fell for it, our bad. Like, right. we need to look in the mirror again but there's as a not country. A direct correlation. These kind of ghosty claims about, you know, manipulating actual election results have been unfounded. I do. Yeah, so what's the update. real story this is, this here? Is, that Russia, Russia is trying to gain power in the world and wants an, a, to leverage something over the no, U.S.? That's old news. The real story is we're stupid. Like, that's really what that's I'm taking away from this. Okay, hold up. Hold up. Okay, this is going to end badly, but fuck it. I don't care. What's Bullshit on both of you guys. The U.S. Yep. has been fucking sticking their their fingers in elections all over the world for as long as we've been sucking wind on this fucking planet. Oh, 
So to act like to act like Russia is somehow it's <laughs> how stupid if you think that that they would do that just because we can't prove it at the moment. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, man. Seriously? You misunderstand no, me. No, yeah. Man. No, I'm saying we are stupid for <clears throat> no, no. If, if Russia manipulated it, and I agree, which it more than likely probably did. I'm saying it's our bad for being stupid enough for falling for no. it. The, oh, okay, my bad then. It, I, yeah. I it's old, what you're saying. It's old news unless you actually have evidence of of Russians hacking election results that's the only way that you have something that well this is like something that you would definitely uh, have to put a stop to how many decades did did we have no quote-unquote proof no smoking gun that we did it ourselves until the freedom of information act came around and enough time had passed the people who were actually involved in it had died and so all the paperwork came out i mean we're the gulf of tonkin shit that just came out what in the last 10 years and that's what that that's what basically kicked off the Vietnam War. I mean, th- th- that's what I, just because we don't have it at the moment doesn't mean that shit it isn't true, and it doesn't mean that Russia wouldn't try their damnedest to fucking sway not, an election. I've never said that it was completely illogical that it could happen. It's definitely in the realm of possibility. I'm just saying we haven't seen any evidence of that as of well, yet. Well, no, I don't think they're I don't think they're talking about. Russia hacked our voting system. No, they hacked. Sorry, no, I just no, no. watched two seasons of Mr. Robot. They hacked us. All right, that's the problem. They hacked. Right. They they found they found our bug as a society and fucking just that's what they did. Is that they were just right? But the CIA came out with this claim at us. and Democrats used this to push a case for investigation that Republicans said this is nonsense. And I, I can't really agree with the with the Democrats on this issue because this is not new news. Well, yeah, I hate to inform the Democrats. The There's results no, of this investigation are we're dumbasses. They, they're the ones that are trying to make the connection between fake news and election manipulation. And all well, people, they, man, they, people manipulation, definitely. And the only way you stop that is with an educated populace. Yeah, what, we're back to let's everybody you can hear my voice. Let's go in our bathrooms. Let's look in the right. mirror. You know, let's let's well, do a little bit of reflecting. Even if even if there was actual manipulation of the of the outcome and the results, or an attempt to, nobody in this country who's in power wants to admit that that happened. Because yeah, no, it shows our ass. Exactly, it shows we're vulnerable. Okay, so so no one is no one is motivated to come out and be like, oh, by the way, I mean, I, that's a fair we point. Find too. out we, for years. We, yeah, if there was actual tampering, the CIA would want to act on that intelligence before they announced anything about what happened. And I mean, part of, part of intelligence, anybody who knows anyone who's worked in the intelligence community in the military, a a, a large part of intelligence is not just fucking with other countries. It's putting out misinformation to your own country about what other countries are doing to you. Right. So it's frustrating because we'll never really know, right? Unless we live long enough to... Exactly, yeah. Like at the end of JFK where he's like, right now I'm telling my son to live long enough to one day right. he can walk in and read the and, you know, files. And it's hard to argue with even Trump when he says, these are the same people who said Saddam Hussein had WMDs. Like, good point. Guys all over the map. It was also the Republicans that you're trying to align with that were saying that as well. But yeah, yeah and yeah, the the... 
there are Republicans that are saying Russian hacking has been going on for decades. This is not new news. And I, I don't know. Maybe we will see evidence of a direct correlation between something the Russians are doing in, ta- in the way of tampering with our election results, not our election outcome. Because I, I say <laughs> don't blame Russia because we're stupid, everybody. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, that we need to not lose sight of that. Like, the main f- defect here is we're dumb. We believe anything. Hey, I was dumb. I remember, Someone I, puts quotes next to a picture on the internet, and we fucking believe it. All right? We, the, 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 I think the problem starts here with us. When I first read a story about, uh, about cannabis on the Weedsman podcast, when, when, I think in our first year, and it was from RT.com, and I was like, I don't even know what, what does fucking RT mean. It's Russia Today. <laughs> it's fu- that's what it fucking stands for. <laughs> it's Russian news. Like I'm not saying don't ever read Russian news, but know that. But don't ever read Russian news. But know that know what your what your source is. Yeah, you know. Well, it's like anything. If it if I'm ever during the election, if I was seeing any kind of meme, if it had if it was if it was some kind of crazy, if it came from a far left site or a far right site, mm-hmm. I kind of just. Put that in the category of this is what it is. This is propaganda from that side wanting to win. But then we have uh, the other side of this Russia issue when it comes to Trump. Like, yes, you're right. The CIA can't necessarily be trusted in the same way that we may have maybe used to in this country. And to Rich's point, it's going to be decades before anyone knows the full truth on any of this shit. But then he starts talking about for Secretary of State... Trump was talking, I should say, about uh, nominating the Exxon uh, CEO. Well, he is just, his cabinet appointments, I mean, talk about just living up to the hype. Rex Tillerson. (laughs) Like, you just have to say your name like you're announcing him. Wasn't he a Speed Racer character? Yeah, I know, right? Is that all he has, a Speed Racer character? Maybe we're back to male porn stars. Right. <laughs> Sounds like a porn star from the 80s, Rex Tillerson. Trump says he's a, he's a world-class player. He's a player. Player-hater. So Exxon has, I mean, they're worldwide. But just the deal that they have with Russia alone that was signed a couple years ago is worth $500 billion to Russia. This is a guy who does a lot of business in, with Russia. Granted, a lot of other places in the country as well. <clears throat> so do, we run into the same thing that we have with Trump, right? How does he fully divest himself of this? Even even if he steps down from his position or something, or even retires in order to, to take on Secretary of State, he would still have some interest and probably a lot of uh, a lot of cash coming back his way by making sure that certain deals happen. Huh? And conflict of interest on paper. Much wiser since He's due to man his cabinet appointments. Uh, are there a couple people from Goldman Sachs involved in his cabinet? Yeah, it's, it, you really do. Like when you said you were going to drain the swamp, like of what? Yeah, just, I'm just what putting in. New swamp water. I'm just getting rid of the old swamp water. What are you actually removing from the swamp? Replace it with new swamp water. With love. 
Yeah. It's interesting. Like, you would hope that like Donald Trump knows enough, obviously, about business to appoint the right people, right? A lot of his businesses have been successful enough to make lots of people millionaires. And it's all about finding the right managers and the right people to promote. I'd like to see his donor list versus his cabinet list and see how... You would hope that he would... Do the Venn diagram on that. You would hope that he would bring that into his cabinet appointments too, right? Vet who would be the, the proper people. But it's actually the truth seems more like... He got elected because he knows business and he's going to apply his business smarts to politics. And so that's what he's going to do with his entire fucking cabinet outside of Mad Dog. I'm sure it'll be wonderful. I can't wait. How about this Sofia Vergara story? Yeah. Like that one really makes my brain hurt. Yeah, we're going to make love. You know how I know. Yeah, this, uh, the, you want a classic case of keeping religion and politics separate? I think this is... There's so many things that anger me about this. The fact that we're allowed to try a case in a state because of its laws. Not because anything happened in that state or anyone lived in that state involved in the case. You heard about this, Rich? No, I'm... This is insane. So, okay, her and her fiancé, who she broke up with before they got married, had frozen... Uh, some embryos, some actual, uh, yeah, they were uh, fertilized. Okay, no, wait, we're talking about <clears throat> the the actress from Modern Family, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. It's the one I'm thinking. She's the one. So, okay. I have no idea how old she the, is. The chick but from Soul Plane, Rich. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not an outrageous thing to think of, especially in her situation where let's say she's 30. I think yeah, she's older. She's closer, to, she's closer to 40. Right. She's mid-40s. Okay. She is. Yeah, she's like 44. All right. So she wants to work for the next decade, but she still wants to have kids when she's 50 for some reason. (coughs) Then she can do that. Or uh, she could even get a surrogate and not have to worry about taking time off being pregnant. Would she hire a white nanny? Is that just how it would go? (laughs) And so they break up before the wedding happens. And there's still these fertilized embryos. And there's a legal battle over them. And this happens in California, I believe, because that's where they both live. And the I can't even remember his name, but it's not even worth looking up because he's a... Nick Loeb. Don't ask me why he's I remember. A, he's a nobody, right? Oh, I mean, okay. Uh, not the guy that she's... I'm like, didn't he's she just get married? Or else, why yeah. is he going down this road? She's married to Alcine. He's got this guy She's has blood. <laughs> this guy yeah. has no money coming to him in the near future, and this is clearly a play for a very healthy child support check every month because he he's trying to say that these embryos, these two embryos, there's two of them, deserve to be taken to term, and so and. She, and Sophia uh, is fighting that. Well, because what he's doing is the embryos are suing Sophia Vergara in the state of Louisiana. But yeah, because he lost that case, so then they bring it up in Louisiana because they have a law that says that a a fertilized egg is a life. That's where life starts. And so then you can be represented in court by by who? I don't know. (laughs) Hey, Rich, he named the fetuses 
and they are suing right. Sophia He's Vergara. Not, like the because they're going the to man walk, who donated the sperm piece. Because he, yeah, they they they're suing Sophia for what is it claims to her inheritance is it. And that's how he's trying to get like some kind of support out of her or some shit. Well, no, Ed, he is not in the actual suit anymore. He is the father, but the suit is done in the in the name of the two eggs that they have even named and given female names. Emma and, and Isabella. Emma and oh, Isabella. Oh, okay. Now, okay. They, they, if he wins and these actually these things become human because they're not yet, they're not people. They're not alive. They're just potential. And there's potential all over the place. You know, there's so many, <laughs> the amount of sperm and eggs that goes unfertilized in this country. As, yeah, as Bill Hicks said, I've wiped entire civilizations off my chest with a right. gray gym sock. Thank, thank, yeah. you. thank <laughs> you. How far do you want to take this? So that's oh by the way, which is hilarious that the uh, Church of uh, Satan is sending sperm-covered gym socks to uh, Mike Pence, <laughs> saying, "Would you please, would you please bury this and give it a proper uh, burial?" <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Anyways, oh, something man. that okay. Oh, man. So, but wait, Isabella you're, you're and Emma—if they come out boys, do they have to keep the names? How they, see, like this, legally? He's, he's such a shit lord for assuming their gender. Oh, this right. is what I'm saying. Yeah, scumbag, white male shit lord. The, yeah. Anyways, maybe the, this the is are both boys trapped in. And female fetuses. Okay, you. Okay, you, you're telling me about it, and I, I got the gist of it. But the whole time, something in my head's going. This guy's being awfully petty. What is really going on here? Money. Here's the deal. He doesn't. Give okay, a they shit. were. To, hold on. They were together, and on May 23rd, 2014, yeah. she announced their engagement had been called off. On July 1st, 2014, she started dating the guy that she mar- she just married. This guy is salty is what it is. He got, because if you've seen right. a picture of him, this is a... He's uh, looking for some vengeance. Some this vengeance is a goofy checks. looking motherfucker. And the dude she married is like, he was in like, what was that? Uh, he was in True Blood and... Ma- um, Magic Mike. Magic Mike, like this, this dude is—he's gonna be in. The, he's the—he's the new uh, Deadshot in a Batman movie or some shit like that. Or oh, that one—that's the werewolf guy. Yeah, yeah. he's a hunk of man. Alcine, holy fuck! Yeah, so this guy is pissed off about that, and he wants a payday. Is what it is because this is like I said, this guy—the only thing he's got going for him is he's tall. Did because he? She's like did they five, hook up before five, she got famous? No. I'm just guessing. No, they just hooked up a couple years ago. Okay. No, no, no. The guy that she broke up with that's all salty over the embryos. Oh. Did they hook up initially before she got famous? I I think she... that's what this looks like to me. I think she... Let me see a picture of this guy. He's tall. See? Yeah, that's it. It's all he has. He's tall. She found good-looking, tall, and rich. So and when you're Sophia uh, Vergara, how are you not? How are you going to settle for less? Yeah, this dude. I'm not. I'm not trying to be like one of those guys. Like, oh, she's just not my type, man. I wouldn't do her. Obviously, I would do her. He's hung like a can of Krylon. But she's not. She's not. Definitely not my type either. She's just. She's you not. are insane. She doesn't drive me crazy, but if she was like... Have you seen her tits? If she came over and, and was like wanting to personally drive me crazy, I would give her the opportunity. Dude. I mean, here's the, uh, okay. I, she is right up my alley. 
has been for. I remember her back in you, like her, her teeth are little too white. She needs to like listen. She looks like fucking Jessica Rabbit, man. Like yeah. she's not. Boom. She she <laughs> was she was in like uh, stuff or FHM or whatever the fuck in like two thousand one, and the, my ex wife brought the magazine home and was like, "Would you look at her? She's fucking hot." And I was like, "No, that's hot." But yeah, fuck, holy shit. And she's probably had some work done because she she did look a little bit more natural back then, but, but whatever. But that accent is real, right? I've never seen her outside of the TV show. No, no, she's, yeah, that's... that's oh, wait, no, I have seen the commercials, but I, I don't know if she's still doing the character on the commercials or if that's her actually coming on to her own yeah, son. It's like, listen, yeah, I wonder if she's doing, like, her, like, are you, like, the are you Charo 2.0? Like, is that accent now part of your paycheck? Right, you like, just never break character. Yeah, I think on Modern Family it is. Generations I, I, Lenny Bruce. She has it. It's just not that thick anymore. But it was that thick at one point. She was on the Man Show, I believe, and I was. What the the gag was, no one could understand what she was saying, but they didn't care. Ha! <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like good that point. sounds like Carol. <laughs> you know, so. Very good point. No, but no, I, I think there's, I think there's, and this is just speculation on my part. But hey, look, man. First of all, no one likes to be fucking dumped, basically right before you get to the altar. And he's probably had people, her, her ex, the slope guys, probably got people in his ear going, "Dude, that's bullshit. She's gonna dump you for fucking like the archetype of the perfect male, right? And have no cool. shame about it. And if you know." If if you were a woman and she was a man and she'd have done this, you could have got paid. So you know what? He, it's the twenty first century. Go get paid. He was. And he's like, he was yeah. looking at not having. He was looking at not having to ever work a day in his life if he didn't want to, and had that pulled out from underneath him. I can definitely understand why he is upset over it. He's yeah, you're just not going down the right route. I mean, here's the look. Here's here's the bottom line. We've decided. In, I, I guess this I don't know. That, early thirties, Sophia Vergara, right here. Aaron. Sorry, I'm, show, I'm showing him Soul Plane. Oh, soul Plane. Yeah. I mean, she, she's sexy. She is sexy by definition, and and nothing about her involves like my ideal woman, except for maybe the hair. You know, not even the giant rack. Like she's got like that is that's a natural First of all, rack too. I've never seen yeah. her nipples. And that can ruin <laughs> any pair of tits, no really? matter how big. Come yes, on. Yes, it's all about proportion. It is all about proportion. And she's a little, she's not, she's a little outside of, of good proportion in my mind in the way that, again, Jessica Rabbit, like she's, she's like super, she should be playing a superhero because she has the, the type of body that you usually only see Drawn by Jim Lee. I typed in Sophia Vergara nipples into Google. All right. Well, let's see that. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to talk shit, you. let's see. Oh, there hey. we go. Huh? Hey. Oh, man. Uniform. Nice. Like a silver dollar. Yeah. There you go. Hey, so she just bumped up a couple notches Wait, in my book. Are we sure this isn't Photoshopped? Let's look at the, let's look at the neck. It let's looks, look at the face. It like shooped a little bit there. Ah, uh, damn it. All right. Let's see if we can find. It's like a see-through dress on a on a red carpet somewhere. Find something. But if that were true, it almost looks like she has the 
her bra was cut out, you know? See, that one looks like, like it's going way off sideways. But you can't judge what they do to put them into the dresses sometimes. The nipples end up in weird places, I hear. You know, well, also, in the interest of getting good cleavage or some side boob, or depending on what your desired result is, yeah, your nipple goes like over the shoulder into the armpit, tuck it into your belly button. I don't know where as, they hide them. As someone whose ex-wife was about, when we met, about 120, 125 pounds, and she had like natural double Ds, yeah, the way they end up laying once they're in the dress is anybody's guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to put her on blast about. <laughs> no, I'll give you that. I currently have a double D myself. Well, not myself, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's yeah. currently leasing them. But <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, they're. <laughs> <laughs> leasing with an option to buy. Technically true. <laughs> I haven't signed up to buy the. Oh. I haven't signed up to buy yet. Well, that, that's an old, I can't remember the comedian's name, but uh, she said, <clears throat> just just so you know, oh, Eddie Murphy said it too, but you know, if you're not married, you're just leasing the pussy with an option to buy. <laughs> <laughs> you can put oh. the ring on it until you say I do and it's legal. It's still just, you're still paying rent. <laughs> But uh, you wanna, you wanna okay, talk getting about, back to getting back to what I was saying, it just, what it are we just getting back it seems to? to me it just seems like this is just one sour grapes, two he's he's kind of oh yeah, clearly, he, clearly. dude, he's probably oh you look at the guy, okay, unless the guy has money falling out of his asshole, that's the best he's probably ever going to do. I'm guessing he, be, if they hooked be, up before she got on the on Modern Family and her career took off, then he probably had something else going for him. To get yeah. to bag somebody like Sofia Vergara, he probably had some money or is decently well off. At least a veterinarian, I'm thinking. A dentist, something, you know, yeah. yeah. Some sort of a dentist in L.A. makes good money. I mean, you know, mm. let's be honest here. But it's just, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, dude... I don't know. Some guys never get dumped. Some guys never get their heart broke until it's later in life. But why and it's really sad because then they go through what you usually go through in your 20s, in your, in your late 30s and early 40s and older. You just look really pathetic. But what if everything was reversed? Actually, not everything. Only the gender. What if we just took a, a really hot male superstar... Oh, he'd be Suddenly a scumbag. Dude. And there was a woman who was who he dumped, you know, just who wasn't an actress or anything like that or anyone famous, and she was suing for some sort of alimony. We would think, oh, uh, we would think nothing of it. Yeah, and every woman would be standing up and, and clapping, and you go, girl, and you take him for everything you can. How dare he dump you at the altar and all this good shit. Right. This, that's, for whatever reason, we as a society have said that's that's okay because we're sexist because the man is the one expected to go out and earn and it's okay for a woman woman should not be judged for going out and wanting to make a career and also should not be judged for wanting to stay home and take care of her family instead not saying that you only have the option of one or the other or that they're mutually exclusive ideas well no and it's and that's that's something that to me is weird because I've I have both of those types plus you know in the middle like my stepmother who had a had a white collar you know fast tracked for the upper echelons of the company she worked at career then she had my little brother she stayed at home 
raised them for the first five years, went back into the job market, and the job market was like, yeah, you're pretty much obsolete. Especially since a lot of her, a lot of what she was doing before she left the job market to, to raise my little brother for those five years was in the IT field. Five years out of it, the world passed you by. So. To me, it's it's. I've never seen. To me, it's like yeah. Of course, a woman's got a right to do that. They do it all the time, don't they? And then I had to realize that no, a lot of people don't look at it like that. A lot of people look at it as you know, like you said, in a very sexist way. Like, well, you're a woman, you should stay home with the kid. Or if you want a career, you you know you shouldn't have a kid or whatever the fuck. It's it's never made sense. It's definitely different when there's actual kids involved. It's it's a very different story. If the kids live most of the time with mom, and then mom needs some money from dad to help out with the situation, that only makes well, sense. I, it's when I'm you get into with, like alimony or some kind of prenup, or I, I, I'll be honest with you, I am I'm not on that bandwagon. To me, if you can't afford to raise the kids without putting the other person in the poorhouse, that and but the other person can afford to raise the kids without putting you in the poorhouse, then that person should have custody. Sorry, that should that should be I. Just because you're a mother does not mean automatically you should get custody. Oh, I wasn't I, saying I, that at all. I was just illustrating the most common scenario. No, but let's be honest. A very the law is still heavily weighed that way. A very liberal percentage, let's say seventy-five percent of the time, you know, the, the children are going with the mother, and we know it's higher than that. But if I say it's higher than that, I'm accused of being a womanator. So, <laughs> no, it's definitely higher than that, and I would argue that it should it. In most cases, that's a better scenario. It just is. I, see, I just I don't see it that way. If you have, because it just starts so much yeah. shit. Because you got you got such a you one. You're gonna have first of all, we have whether or not you're a male or female. The minute you don't have custody, and the minute you owe child support, those laws are draconian. Those laws are there, and they don't care. They'll put you in fucking jail. They'll take your license from you. They'll they'll take your entire paycheck from you. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. If you if if you can't afford what the what what the the custodial parent is is asking, and let's be honest, most of the time, what the custodial parent's lawyer is asking, then you can't afford it. They, there's no. I don't understand how we just look at as a society. We look at family court and go, "It's well, oh, it's okay." He, this he or a, she can can go to jail because they can't afford child support. I'm not what? saying that this doesn't happen, but this is also this is a problem that we have with our legal system in general. Is that it's so driven by money that it's all based on how good a defense that you have. I kind of got lucky in in my case. I have negative and positive experiences, I guess, with. Um, uh, Friend of the court, the uh, the organization that oversees the child payment and custody issues and whatnot. And in my case, I believe it was just finding the right judge by chance, not by knowing anybody or or anything, not even by going to court willingly, being taken to court and stumbling upon the right judge. But in most case, in most cases, the people are getting in this kind of situation not only because they can't afford what the state has deemed they should be responsible for in child support payments. They certainly can't afford a lawyer to go and fight for them and to figure out all the loopholes and and how to work out a reasonable agreement. And so the, the, the situation that we have is that the default is usually more than what somebody who is uh, 
you know, considered what's considered poor, like making under thirty thousand dollars or twenty. I think it's I think it's twenty seven thousand. Right. Ooh, it's gone up. It used to be twenty. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, when they look at at that and say, okay, boom, we're whacking half off of your of off your paycheck and giving that to your ex wife. How how do you what do you do with that? I mean, and that's how. And that's how, how do you afford rent and for anywhere? Now, my or question in this situation: or insurance or if anything, they willingly. You're talking about like 700 bucks to live on a month, 800 bucks if you're lucky. Like, question I have for you, gentlemen, because I, I think you guys have been through it. <laughs> talking about real life experience yeah. here. If they put you under the poverty line, do you require? Do you? Uh, God damn it! Brain's malfunctioning. Do you qualify for things like? I have uh, the bridge so- card. I did have some support. Uh, yeah, well, you're unemployed. A- yeah, I'm saying like right now you're I actively took my unemployment, and they're probably taking a good portion of your. I check. wouldn't qualify for it now. No, but if they put you under, I'm, I'm just saying, if they willingly put you under that twenty-seven thousand dollar mark, do you qualify for assistance? No, no, no. That's still based on your gross. Okay, let me. This like, is the. They the, can take it into account, but you wouldn't. You would be disqualified just like based if you on make what 28 you make gross. and they take half so you're only bringing home 14 will they take that into account you're only bringing yeah. home 14 let's kick you some no. money for some groceries right. it'll only wow, be, it'll, really? it'll only be taken into account if you already if you're gross before what they take out hits under their requirements Damn. then they can look at it and go well you might need some more support because you're losing half to child support not losing, but you know, you're anyway. Wow. See, all my, all my, all my experience is not in this in the state of Michigan. It's in the state of New York because that's where. Yeah, every my, state's different too. My daughter was born. Now, one of the things I ran into in the state of New York was um, everything was paid up. Everything was, you know, there was no child support. My daughter was over the age of eighteen, and I got a letter from the state of New York saying you owe us a couple thousand dollars. And I said, for what? Well, it seems that. At some point before her 18th birthday, <clears throat> her mother had went and got some, went on some sort of state aid, using my daughter as the reason for getting the state aid. And they split what she got in half, forgave her half, and made me pay my half, quote unquote, my half back to the state. And they actually went and took money out of an account without any legal notification from me. That's how I found out. And that's when I got the letter. And I, and I had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get that back and i never really got it back i just got it as a credit towards what i owed and then i just paid off the rest and i'm like how can you do that it she never came to me and said i need i need help i need more money the the courts never came and sent me anything saying she's filing for this you know you just gave her the aid and it was around five thousand dollars, give or take. Forgave her, you know, split split it in half. Forgave her half, but made me pay it, or else you were going to put a warrant out for my arrest in the state of New York. Now, I want you to tell me where, and and any in any planet, or not planet, excuse me, in any place in this country, that would fly. With everybody just going, well, that's what you get for having kids if the genders were reversed. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. There would be outrage. The National Organization of Women would come out of the fucking closet uh, or yeah. come out of the woodwork. We there do, would be some sort of single mothers. We do a lot of judging mothers. of dads who uh, 
who aren't with the, the mothers of those that they sired children with. But a woman's never judged for having a kid, regardless of the situation. And I mean, the, the sad yeah. part is, is that, you know, even when the situation was, I did everything I possibly could to try to make the relationship work. And the last year, her and her mother and I were together. It was obvious that she didn't give one shit whatsoever to the point where infidelity was being flaunted in my face. And I sat there and took it because isn't that what I'm, isn't that what you're supposed to do? That way you can be there for your daughter and etc. etc. And you know, try to do the right thing. And I never was once given from anybody from her from her family any kind of you know what at least you tried and we respect you for that and none of my friends ever said hey man you know you, you tried dude you tried they were all just like you're stupid that's what you get for staying with that dumb bitch and i'm like really dude okay yeah i mean I'm, I so know. what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do i'm supposed to just blow up my 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 family because she has a problem with infidelity because if the situation was reversed it would be how could you do that to her she's she's the mother of your child and that's when i found out that despite being raised by legit feminists in my family that that said hey look everything should be equal the same criticism we give a man, we should give a woman. That, that's not the way the world works. And that's when I found out the, the hard way. That when 90% of the time when a, woman, when a woman does something like that, there's an excuse for it. When a man does something like cheat on his baby's mother and it breaks up the family unit, he's a scumbag, he's a dog, he's a piece of shit. And that's just the way it is. And here's the thing. Well, guys are pussies because guys will never fucking, guys won't argue against it because why? Because they don't want to piss women off. No, Rich, I, from my own mother, like, for whatever reasons, in, in a couple different... I've had every woman that I've ever been with, for some reason, has cheated on me at one time or another, for various reasons. And for various reasons, my mother would find out. And it was always assumed... She would find out that there was, that there was infidelity, in general, going on in the relationship. And it was always assumed that it was on my part, that I was the one straying from these relationships. And did did I want to sit down and and have a full conversation about no, in fact that these you know these women these infidelities that you found out about were on the side of the women that I, I was dating? I don't even want to get into it. It's not it's not even worth the conversation. I'd rather just not have a talk with my mother about my relationships. I'm not. I'm just not that type. No, I understand. We're in the United but- States, double standards, gentlemen. Uh, it, it, at the same time, when you treat someone as if they're your equal, and you're just, you, it's just ingrained in me to go, okay, well, if I'm going to hold myself to this standard, then you should hold yourself to that standard. And if you, you know, and vice versa, give, you know, you, you give what you, you give the respect back that you're shown. That's, that's how I was raised to be. And then to, to get in a, re- a relationship, and it's the exact opposite of that. And no matter what I did, I was I was the bad guy, quote unquote. I just couldn't handle it, and I was like, "This is bullshit." And this and that's when I was like, "Okay, now I'm starting to understand why some guys are as bitter and as angry and just full of fucking hate as they are." 
and because it's not because it's not just the relationship that you got fucked over in. It's people around you. It's your friends, your own family going, well, you need to choose better women. Nobody would say that. Nobody would say that. I was in a physically abusive relationship with a woman that I literally took me, the minute she started putting her hands on me, six weeks later I left. It took me six weeks to get the money up to leave. And you know what I got told by people? You need to choose better women. Tell me what what man would, in his right mind, say that to a female who's getting her ass beat. That's the nature of the of the world we live in now. That's not that's well. I mean, I mean and people. I think go, a therapist, a good therapist, might say that to her, but that's not generally advice that you would give and not be criticized as a woman hater for. And just to point they, out, they that see was it as the only relationship I was in that was physically abusive, right? Because I, I once this shit happened one time, I've learned the, the red flags, and once I see those flags start going up, I'm like, I'm out. Right. Later, it, it comes off, I think, though, as well chastising a rape victim for what she wears. You know what I mean? Like she she wore that tight dress. Well, no wonder she got raped. And see, that's bullshit. Also, no, I'd say that yeah, is bullshit. But I'm that, slap that's, that's what they hear. I think when when people get outraged by you need to pick better men. Now you clearly need to pick better men. The last one beat your ass. But see, here's and that's where we have to go into the common sense and be honest with with each other. What about thing just that, make that better choices in general that we're that yeah. we're not that we're not we're not too fond of in society at this moment, at this point in time at least. Okay, it's if you if you try to if you try to raise a a, a woman like your if you try to raise your daughter and tell her, look, when you go out to a bar, never leave your drink sitting where it's out of your sight. Don't set it down. Someone could slip something in there. Well, that's reasonable advice. This is this is the type of advice you would say to anybody that they could be putting like okay don't go looking for drugs in a bad neighborhood at three in the morning with you and your three other lily white friends. What? Probably going to get your ass fucking, you know, you're not probably but you're you're putting yourself in a in a very bad Come situation. On. No way. No way. What? I'm being, I'm being a smartass. <laughs> oh no no I know I th- I thought you had said something before and you cut out because I just heard no way like <laughs> yeah but okay but then. If you say that, which I've had my friends who have daughters who are getting to the age where they're getting out of high school and going to college, and they, they start telling their daughters this, their daughters go, why do I have to? Don't, te- don't teach me how, how not to be raped. And I'm like, whoa. This is it, common It's called sense. common sense, okay? I don't dress up in a, I don't flash money in a fucking environment where the police aren't going to show up. There's no policing. There's... You know what I'm saying? I could get robbed. That's just, that's, that's duh. You don't do that. And instead of saying, well, thanks for that, and I, now I know what to look for, I mean, we, 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 we've totally taken responsibility away from the person to look out for their own selves. And that's kind of what, and that's kind of what I learned in a physically abusive relationship. Look for the red signs. Look for, look for the red flags, and once I see them, I'm gone. That now, because I'm, I maintain this: anything that happens to you more than once in one in the same relationship, you want to happen on some level, because or else you'd leave. It's the old, the, the, the old. The, the old That's how I realized I was a cuck. The, the fool me once, shame <laughs> on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. As simple as that. You know, you, I, you let it happen more than once, you're now allowing it to happen. 
I mean, now don't get me wrong. If you're in a situation where, like, you can't financially leave and your husband or boyfriend's beating your ass and you have to you have to do what I did, just literally scrape and save behind the person's back. To, and it took me, like I said, six weeks. It, it was literally six weeks to the day. And then when she went to work, I didn't even leave a note. I packed up my shit and I left. She come home and I was gone. Right, that was the last I've ever heard of her. It's It's kind of... In one way, it's it's an ignorant criticism, much like when people criticize well locations where people live, like there's oh, you know, they, they live on a fault line Texas and there's an earthquake in their house is destroyed. They live on the coast and there's a flood and their house is wiped Shame out. On well, you know, why don't they fucking move? Well, they live in Africa and there's no food. Why don't they fucking move? You don't understand that it's not that easy. But there is an aspect of it all, also that there is something that you can do, right? I mean, if you lived on the east side of Detroit, yes. in a neighborhood that had a lot of home invasions and break-ins, you'd be an idiot not to lock your door. There, well, when you, I had to listen, go to some well, of these, no, but I'm, I'd like to take it a step further, though. I'm agreeing with you on that level, Rich. There's the basic level of what you can do in common sense. There is much like the woman in an abusive relationship who is, let's say, she's not working, so she's relying on her partner's income. So she has to find a way to save up money to get her own place. And so, well, that's called life, right? You had, everyone has to do that at some point. We don't always have somebody, unless you're super hot, that will always be willing to take care of you in your life. Being aware of your situation so, is not anything if. In the same way that, you know, you say, well, if you live in a, you know, poverty stricken place of, uh, in Detroit, uh, that it's not so easy just to, to pick up and move, but there are things that you can do and well, as well in that situation. They're not easy, but educating yourself, getting a better job and striving to move to a place where you don't have to worry about getting mugged is a step that. Oh, but here's a, many people have in this nation. Cause this is my reality and I live with this every day. Here's uh-huh. the argument and the question you're always going to get from the extreme left. What about those who can't? I don't do that. Okay, like there are people who like can't mentally do that. retarded. There are people who it isn't, people are crazy. Who it isn't that easy for? You <laughs> have these gifts and these wherewithals to be able to do this, but not everybody right. does. I don't. I was. I, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. No, I'm just, like I'm I was. Devil's, a, I'm playing devil's advocate here because this is what I get hit with all the time upstairs. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to claim that I, I grew up in some kind of poverty and that I had to like you know pull myself out of that, but. I didn't pursue, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't follow through on any of my education past high school. Didn't get anything uh, that I could show off as a degree or certification for anything. So I got low wage jobs. And I lived in Detroit because it was cheap. And I got mugged enough that I was like, fuck this shit. And I looked for opportunities for better jobs. That's also, that's when I went to recording school. Decided uh, that I would try and look for something that I, that would, Pay me enough so that I didn't have to live in Detroit and get mugged anymore. You know, I, and I'm, I'm my own personal you know, bottom too. Yeah. When you're given bodily maybe. fluid to eat, if there, it's, it's if time there was, to make some new choices. If there was white privilege involved in in that happening, not saying that I'm there yet, but if there's white privilege involved, how would I even know? I maybe. Like maybe it was involved in the, some of the decisions of of getting this job or that job. Somebody said, "Well, at least he's white, not like the other guy." But <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's still impossible for anybody who grew up, regardless of color, regardless of of what city they live in. And there are ways to get yourself out of poverty, and you have to admit that there's just a, 
that there's a spider on my Arizona iced tea. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Why is there a spider on my iced tea? And has he been inside it? He's not by the lip. <sighs> I was in a relationship that, that... Oh, it's almost done anyway. Sorry. I was in a relationship that, that, that at the time, I didn't understand, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't understand why she was the way she was when it came to having no situational awareness of her surroundings. Uh-huh. And it used to piss me off because I am the complete opposite. I was raised when you go into a place, you never sit with your back to the door. You constantly keep an eye on everybody around you. you it's just family and waste disposal. <laughs> it's just the way how was they're all in the military. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's it. If you're Maybe in a restaurant it. eating dinner with your family here, journey playing. <laughs> watch out but i mean it also extended to like when my dad taught me to drive he said always assume everyone around you is drunk blind and retarded that, all at the same time I got, yeah i got similar advice early on and that is the you everyone that is the best advice you can give a new driver is assume that everybody else is out to just fuck shit up with their cars. That's why I and, won't learn to drive a motorcycle. And be aware. Oh, fuck. I would no. love to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. My fear is everybody else. Okay, so you take that and you extend that into the rest of life. And now you don't understand what I was dealing with because she was also a very bad driver to the point where it became a joke until a buddy of mine who was staying with us, he went through a breakup and he had no place to stay. So I said, okay, you can stay with us. Well, my ex was going, hey, I'm running down to the store, which was about three blocks down the road. Do you want to come? And he goes, yeah, I need to pick up some stuff. I'll go with you. They left. They came back. She walked in first. And then I saw him walking behind her. And he was as white as a fucking piece of paper. And she went into another room. And I said, dude, are you all right? And he goes, she ass-ended two people on the way to the store and back. What? And I'm like. It's the middle of summer. What do you mean ass ended? He goes, she's not, she doesn't pay attention. She's the worst driver I ever drove with. I'm like, There's I, like I mean. bumped people? Yeah. Like not- it was, yes, constantly. She <laughs> was constantly in accidents. She's constantly put in positions where she would, she had no idea about her surroundings because she was just oblivious to them. And it took me a long time of being with her to go, why, <coughs> excuse me, why are you like that? And then when you, because she was raised in a very country, sparsely, you know, populated area, you go, oh, oh, you just assume everybody is, you know, you just grew up in the same type of situation where it's just wide open spaces and everybody knows your neighbors and all this. She wasn't used to, yeah, oh, exactly. The back roads where her family's at, first of all, they're not even paved, half of them. And if there is a speed limit sign you can find, it's a suggestion. That's it. There's not like there's cops around. There's literally one stoplight in the village that's nearest the town or the village that she grew up in. So I I had to learn, okay, not everybody's been taught like I was taught to be constantly aware of your surroundings, to constantly be sizing the situation up. But I mean... It just it blows my mind. I guess it, privilege. I guess that in that way, I, you could say that a person that was raised that way who didn't have to feel that they had to constantly be hyper aware of their surroundings were privileged enough to be to be like that. But 
I mean, it's just to me, it's common sense. It's just Rich, look, look. You walk into a bad neighborhood. Point, she. Walk into a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Obviously, at this point, she identifies as a bad driver. <laughs> and yes, you and you're judging her is not helping anything. <laughs> She's gotten a little bit better because she once she moved to the city, she was like, "Oh, car insurance goes up when people actually get in accidents." <laughs> you're sitting here being cisgendered while you make that whole statement as well. <laughs> Look, it is what it is, though, man. And I totally get. My little brother's a horrible driver. Why? Because he went to some bullshit driver's ed that taught him that basically, is you know, as long as he drove defensively, he would be fine. Well, and fast forward the first three years of him driving, he totaled three vehicles. And I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Our dad's rolling over in his grave. Try driving defensive in New York City. See how far that gets you. It, well, yeah, you have to, you have only to drive. Because- Offensively in New York City. Only because he was driving the hearse that was involved in one of the accidents. Oh, that he was <laughs> come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. He said he was rolling over in his grave. Damn. Sorry. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm a Doug Stanhope fan. I mean, uh, I, I, I think we're back to this again. Dark sense of humor. So. As long as this is the sexist talk episode. <laughs> Do you think a woman could have gotten away with... With uh, punching the kangaroo. <laughs> because I think more people are outraged about the kangaroo than they are outraged about Russia. Well, we're, yeah, well, we're, we're let's, let's research the, uh, the tertiary stories the whole week that Harambe went down. That's another, it's another test of how retarded we are. Uh, come again? Remember Harambe, the gorilla? The Cincinnati oh, Zoo? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dick's out. Yeah. I thought. I'm sure if you if you if you research the, the the tertiary stories that week, there are probably much bigger things going on than the fucking gorilla getting shot. But that's where we're at. Same thing with Cecil the lion. You know, let's research yeah. the tertiary headlines the week. Everyone was quote. I'm using air quotes. Good good thing for audio medium here. But the right. outrage was was Cecil. It's the same shit with the kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Michael what Vick would they rather went to have jail. Done? Michael Vick went to jail for two years. Ray Lewis ended up retiring and you know winning a Super Bowl and playing a long, fruitful NFL. Career. You would you would think it would take him like shooting or killing in some fashion that kangaroo something that you know seemed over the line. Him choosing to sock in the jaw the animal that was attempting to strangle his pet. Yeah, that's what, that's was, what everyone is lost in this story here. Is that kangaroo had his dog in a fucking headlock? He was looking to choke his ass out. Yeah. That's how they went. Do you ever see kangaroos fight? No. Yes. Only in Bugs Bunny cartoons. So, or actually, Sylvester. That right? whole, no, that whole boxing ju- thing. Ju- People think about them as, as boxers because of the way they shoot their forearms out, right? Well, it's the hind legs that are really dangerous because those are the ones yep. that will fucking rip your abdomen open. Yeah, they'll jump but up and kick you and split you wide open. The like grappling. A the grappling. Or the punching is actually grappling. They want to get a hold of your head as another kangaroo and either choke you out. I've seen them put one kangaroo put another in a fucking chokehold. Or they'll just rip you open. But usually the preferred method is to choke you out and win. Aaron, you've it's had not cats. necessarily a kill move. Aaron, you've had cats almost all your life. Yeah. Haven't you ever seen cats fight? Even if they're just play fighting? They get around Where the they, neck. And then they, they kick with their back legs? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what the kangaroos are. That's what that's what kangaroos do. And they do their rabbit kick. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and they got. But the, the difference is, they got some fucking nice claws on their it. on their back legs to go ahead and rip you open while they're yeah. doing it. Right. 
I so, mean, first of all, that punch wasn't even all that much of a punch. I mean, dude, if you wasn't. look at the way he delivered it, that was a that was a rabbit punch. He stepped he stepped turn. up to that kangaroo, and the kangaroo was clearly sizing him up. And so mm-hmm. he decided, hey, I'll throw a nice hook to him and let him know I'm willing to scrap. And he's probably going to back down. But either way, I'm not going to let him just choke out my fucking dog because he oh, could exactly. really fuck him up. Exactly, and that's that's the thing that. I, to me is I'm like okay so now we're gonna now we're gonna have the the animals right pe- animals rights people who are upset that he oh my god he hit a kangaroo okay well, what would you have done if that kangaroo would have fucking eviscerated that that dog with its hind legs he never should have been out there hunting he shouldn't have been near that he was on the car- kangaroo's territory that's what he did wrong oh you're telling okay, that dog now- you shouldn't have been wearing that dress okay so here we go here we go <laughs> This is, you know what this is? This is getting back to like, okay, well, we stole our land from the Indian, from the from American, from, name there. from the Native Americans. Oh, well, the Native Americans used to slaughter each other. Well, and it's like, how far back can we go to keep pointing the finger? Because that's all that is. That's, you just turn and you just go down a little fucking spiral of a finger pointing. And I guess that's what they would do. But I mean, first of all, a dog is like, to some people, a family member. Yeah. I mean, once again, Michael Vick, people lost their fucking minds. And I'm not judging what, whether they should or they shouldn't, but they did. That's the point. Okay? Why? Because they were, they were enraged at the thought of someone doing that to their dog. I've been to people's houses where they treat their animals better than they treat their own children. Oh, yeah. Wait, there was an animal rights story. PETA is... Going after shit. It was some like luxury uh, car maker. I can't remember which one it was, like BMW or somebody uh, like that. But it was Jaguar. Could have been Jaguar. Um, and they wanted them to stop using leather in their cars. Oh, Jesus now, Christ. correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this leather usually that we use for clothing and stuff like that cowhide yes and yeah. isn't that because we slaughter so many of these animals for their meat already generally all right so isn't that really we're just using a, all parts of the buffalo ter- yeah it's a tertiary industry based on something that it if you don't like the fact that we're eating meat then make that your cause all right don't make your cause the fact that we're trying to do the most with the animal that we've already slaughtered don't eat meat don't buy leather right Okay. People are acting like they have to eat meat. <laughs> they have to. They like you. You know, it's part of the citizenship in this country is you're handed a leather jacket. Yeah, it's not like they're like leather is the only option for cars. Like and some guy from Mexico has been studying for twenty years. He gets a citizenship in the mail. Comes with a leather jacket. And here you go. Welcome to Welcome America. From my experience, it's really people get that on cars where they're trying to make a statement with them anyway. Most people who have a car that they want to get back and forth to work on. And have be their everyday car are not going to get the leather interior. Well, the, the they people, don't want to deal with it. They want to wear shorts and, and when they drive in the summertime. The people who are getting they the want leather to spill interior, something every now and then, and not worry with cra- have to oil the shit down so it doesn't crack. The people who are getting the leather interior ain't your audience. They're not the people that are going right. to be like, "Hey, you're right. Leather is wrong." No. Right. Yeah. They're already driving the Volvo with the cloth yeah. interior. Yeah, they're, they're already. You're, yeah, your audience is already driving the Prius. All right. <laughs> the Pius. farting into farting into their hands, sniffing it and loving it. <laughs> yeah. 
Just loving the smell of themselves. Hey, how about them recounts? Everybody involved, but Jill Stein pretty much declared it a waste of time. What I thought was interesting is that Jill Stein, because she, the cost of the recount is somehow attached to how many votes you got. Yeah. So the less amount of votes you got, the less the cost of the recount, which doesn't make any sense because yeah, they're recounting all the votes for everybody. Well, it's not so much the less the cost of the recount; it's the less. Less cost of the recount they are responsible for. Right. It's, it's still going to cost $5 million in Michigan. She only just had to pay 900000 of it. It's not like there's a scenario where they could only count one person's votes. Like, what if they just counted Jill Stein's votes and said, oh, well, she got five extra votes this time. Okay. Well, now you have to find out where the five votes came from. Right? Yeah. They probably came from some there, somewhere. You have to count all the votes no matter what. Said, even Hillary's lawyers, like if you read anything, they they were like, yeah, we'll go along with it. But like even right. Hillary's lawyers really weren't. Uh, they're like this, yeah, this, this. It just it- well, Jill Stein was using a loophole to get at what she ultimately wanted, which was a recount, hopefully in a positive result for Hillary Hillary Clinton. Only that in using her own candidacy as a platform for that. She gave the Republicans uh, uh, um, the ammo to say, well, you could, uh, how could you possibly think that a recount would make any difference in your favor because mm-hmm. you're the one making the recount? So the whole time, we both sides understand that it's about Hillary, but neither one of them are talking about it. Well, it wasn't even close and enough that, to where that was, it was automatically triggered. Like I think that was a big thing with people, too, like... 2000 weren't weren't the automatic ones triggered in 2000 because it has to be within a certain percent isn't it within yes. half a percentage it, yeah. we're counting again and it wasn't even wasn't even near it, it was no because originally in 2000 both sides were against the recount if you remember because even though it was close and, and there were a lot of people that wanted it to go bush's way al gore was like i don't want to get involved in this stinky nonsense this is not going to play out well for me as a candidate or a potential president and it didn't and it didn't and he was because he was for i mean well he's just living off his residual checks from inventing the again, internet anyway. again the uh, yeah the, what do you need to do this internet thing caught on that he invented yeah but he spent most of it hunting down man bear pig so nothing okay obviously don't watch <laughs> south Park. and using and using it's, private jets so I watched three episodes of South Park this season, and I watched. Oh, you can't do that anymore, I, dude. I, I watched what I thought was a trilogy of episodes. Trilogy, a trilogy. Very good, very good. Turns out it was a, a whole season of one continuous story. Yeah, but they've been doing that for like the last four or five seasons now. Oh, I really. I you would know more than I would if you've watched the the more recent seasons because I haven't, but. The story that I read today said that this was something that they were trying for this season exclusively. Not no. that they, not that they haven't messed with continuity, and you know there was a whole like fourth grade season and all that shit, and they have dropped a lot of the the running gags that they would do. Uh, no, it started. Like, it started ki- killing Kenny and whatnot. It started maybe about. It's probably been about three or four seasons ago. It started um, with the whole black. <laughs> Black Friday and consumerism season, I guess, which led up into the video game they released. When it ended is where the video game picked up, so oh, that yeah, was a continuation. Yeah, yeah. And then the, it was three seasons ago. 
the season before the this one that just finished up that was the safe space season and then this one with the with PC bro and PC principal and all this stuff and then this one was the trolling season that was the common thread throughout everything I mean ba- yeah but didn't didn't they pursue it to a higher degree this season where i mean really all your story instead of just having like a b story that ran through a season all your a stories and b stories were all running through the entire season like an an episodic television of anything yeah they've been doing yeah they've been they've been doing that more and more the last three seasons this this season was more so than the previous two seasons it was, I'm it talking was, about like the difference between there's episodic TV like The Flash. Okay, The Flash has stories that will run through multiple episodes, but each uh, each episode has its own you know villain of the week and dynamic between two people that has to be resolved by the end of that hour of television. And then there's stories like Westworld where. Look, you're just watching a, a fucking 10-hour-long story develop, you know? You're not getting... You're getting beats, but you're not getting, like, oh, this episode is, uh, you know, this person against that person, and we're really going to see what... And we're really going to resolve the relationship. Nothing's getting resolved until the, the end of the season. Okay, the and first then, season they, they tried and this, this was, season, like, the season this, of American this season Horror South, Story. of South Park seems more like the latter, where you're seeing the long game of where, like, you're not... You're not seeing the results of any of this shit until the season finale. The season, when they first started this, when they stopped being self-contained episodes with maybe inside jokes that would run throughout the season. Right, because they hit the wall of The Simpsons did eventually, where it was like, it's been decades, like, you can't get away with this anymore. Something has to move forward. It was was very much like an American Horror Story season. It was a self-contained story within the season. Then, the last two seasons... It's been more of like The Wire, to where it's like a visual novel, to where they're setting up things. <laughs> Is it that early. good? I'm not joking. <laughs> they're, they're setting up jokes. Right. At the beginning of two seasons ago, like the okay episode one of two seasons ago, they set up a joke that didn't pay off until halfway through this season. Right. Wow. Like okay, it's That's like if, when you watch The Wire. You know, the first time you watch season one and it's all about the streets and the dealers, and then season two, all of a sudden they're at the docks and they're dealing with the Greek, and you're like, "What the fuck has this got to do with season one?" By the time you get to the you know the later seasons, you realize it's all interconnected. That's what I'm talking about. That's what they're going for now, more so. I personally think I personally think that they. This is just my. This is just me. This is wild speculation on my part. They got an end game in mind. I kind of think that, and I kind of think they're getting tired of doing it because yeah. they've well, found they've got a lot more success doing other things. Oh, sure, that are that are more challenging to them because they've been doing this for twenty years. Right, now. right. That's crazy. When South Park came on, did you think that show would have been on for twenty years? No, no, no. In fact, I remember a lot of people saying uh, when they when they basically trolled their own audience on April Fool's Day with the whole, whole Cartman's mom not showing who Cartman's mom was. And then doing the Terrence and Phillip episode, that like, oh, it, yeah. oh, that's it. They pissed off their fan base. They're not gonna, they're not gonna be able to do anything to, to get their fan base back. But if you notice, that happened in two thousand or not two thousand eight. Excuse me, nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine is when the movie come out. 
that movie, I think, really is what brought South Park back into the well, legitimized the him forefront because they won an they won an Oscar for that, right? For uh, Blame Canada, didn't that win like best yes. song yeah, from yeah. the film? That like it's, that still blows my mind that oh wait, an Oscar? Or they win? They, no, they won an Oscar. The soundtrack? That, that they won both. Well, okay, that's if you'd have told me in 1997 when we met Trey and Matt that these guys were going to egot. First, I go, what's Snegot? But second, <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. These guys are going to win an Emmy and Oscar, a yeah. Grammy and a Tony. No fucking way. And uh, I still I, think the best, the best part of the story about them going to the Oscars is they were tripping balls. And they oh. said, let's dress up as fucking J-Lo and, uh, uh, oh, shit, whoever else showed up in some dress, the Oscars before. And they just showed up and dressed tripping balls on the red carpet. I, that's, to me, great. Well, also... You know, my experience with their work really is is South Park and the few movies that I've enjoyed, like Basketball and uh, and uh, Orgasmo. And Stuntcock, right? And the thing is, like you you see this like kind of there's a lot of potty humor on South Park. There's a lot of political and social commentary that goes on in there too, just varying degrees. And in the movies, it's just dumb, right? As funny as those movies are, they're just stupid, and then there's no message in there. So, See, I think I think the South Park movie there was it was awful preachy. But there there's stuff like the uh, um, what's it called uh, musical? Oh, the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon is like immensely successful, and I've never seen it. The parts of it that I've heard, though, it's it's similar to what they do in South Park, but it's sharpened. Well, have you ever seen Cannibal? More. The, have you ever seen Cannibal the Musical? It's much more <laughs> precise satire than what they do with ever, the blunt instrument that is South Park. Well, if you've ever seen Cannibal the Musical, the Book of Mormon should be no surprise to you. Yeah, no, it's, I haven't. It's in the yeah. same vein, really. Right. It's a, and it's about a true story. Hey. Yeah, I, I had what to look. What we got up. now? <laughs> oh, I'm a man. Man, man, man. <laughs> what makes a man? Is it the power? And in this his is hands? He-Man. No, this is, this is someone making this on right. YouTube. <laughs> I know. Well, I can't just ignore it. It's a fucking He-Man. He-Man is slip syncing this. <laughs> I still got that Yoda song stuck in my head. I was singing it with my kids today. <laughs> the, the bad lip reading. You do the backpack. Episode wasn't it? <laughs> it's a man episode. <laughs> Gotta get the so man. We, we already titled it. What was it again? Oh, I forget. Something about something. Dog and dog, the dog. Yeah, the dog didn't want to get raped by the. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Shouldn't have been. Dog shouldn't have been wearing that dress. Dog shouldn't have been wearing the dress. Oh yeah, dog shouldn't have been wearing that dress. Oh boy. Did anything fun happen this week? When's Rogue One come out? Friday? Next Friday? Either way, I'm going alone. Yeah. Oh, and the conservatives are saying that not the conservative, the alt right, the alt right saying that the the whole franchise of Star Wars should be boycotted because it's a Jewish conspiracy. <sighs> so let's keep the. So now it's uh, Kellogg cereal, BMW cars. This is why the Russians trolled Star us, everybody. Wars. Next, I think in line they're going to call for protest against puppies, orgasms, and chocolate. Chocolate. This is why the Russians trolled us, everybody. Because we do stupid shit like this. Why do they? 
Why did they pick these impossible targets? Like, <laughs> I don't care how politically minded you Fucking are. Fucking stupid is the real answer. Un- unless, like, I don't know. If you're a Star Wars fan, there's nothing that's going to trump that. That's going to make you not go see the movie. I mean, what what could make you not go see Rogue One right now? You know, is the like, word Trump going to be taken out of the, the dictionary? The director comes out as a Nazi, as a as a I don't know. What what they're passing a city ordinance in Portland that you can't use the word Trump because it's now a trigger word. Man, unless it comes <laughs> out that like they were murdering people for real on the set of that movie, or fucking right. Molesting children a la, you know, Penn State. Dude, everyone's going to that fucking movie. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Yeah. Right. In fact, to be honest with you, <clears throat> I've, I've said this on the, on the show a few times. I'm look more looking forward to this one than I was episode seven. And when I, I've said that to, to friends oh, of mine. Yeah, this like, is going to be the Empire Strikes Back like vibe. Yeah, they're like, Which oh, I yeah, watched, same thing. I watched again today. It was I, on TV. I heard some Star Wars kicking kicking around up there. But yeah, it's, this is this is the, the movie where collapsing? they flat out said this is a one-off. There will be no sequel to this movie, which is telling me that a lot of this cast is going to end up dead. No, they asked the director was asked, "What about a sequel?" And he's like, uh, "Rogue 2. I think it's <laughs> I think it's called The New Hope. <laughs> well, <laughs> the point is the point is. A lot of these characters aren't going to be around to be in a sequel. That's that's what I'm taking from this. This is like the uh, this is a story about the people who gave their lives for the the Death Star plans, right? Yeah, this is. We already uh, know that they gave their lives. <laughs> oh shit! What was that? Uh, oh, that this is like the Alamo of Star Wars. <laughs> you know, this is where like Davy Crockett goes to die. You know. Yeah, and if you follow the storyline. Not not a lot of people coming out the other side of this one alive. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it way more than episode seven, and I, you know, I've heard the alt right people complain through various articles. You know, Star Wars is being co opted by SJWs and all this shit, and, and somehow it's anti Trump. And then speaking of fake news, that there's now this. This fake news article being passed around in alt-right circles that they went back and refilmed uh, scenes to make him anti-Trump after he was elected. And I'm like, oh, yeah, really, really? Because somehow Trump is involved in Star Wars. That would be amazing if he if he is, because I'm pretty much Star Wars geek, Aaron. I'm pretty sure you're in the same fucking boat. Um, is there, is it? Is there like an orange alien named like Don L. Trink? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've I've like, never seen anything you could even as in like a, like an allusion to or you know anything that would you could connect to Trump. Period. Like, so. All of a sudden, Darth Vader's orange. But Star Wars <laughs> tried going, like that. Star Wars tried going political already, and the fans clearly renounced it. <laughs> they don't want politics, even fake ones, in their movies. Like the closest I, I think I I can think of is what Revenge of the Sith. When Obi Wan was like, only a Sith deals in absolutes because Anakin said, "If you're not with me, you're against me." I'm just talking about Senate hearings in general. Oh, I'm just—that's the only thing I can think of that's like—and I don't think that that was a commentary on current 
politics from George Lucas. I just think George Lucas was no. like, this is how Liberty it, dies. It's a line that works for the character in the movie. There's applause. I think all good sci-fi is uh, ha- is political commentary and social commentary, but I guess that's why you really think Star Wars is good sci-fi. Hold on, hold on. you didn't even let me finish. <laughs> okay, I'm just shocked. That- Star Wars is not sci-fi, really. Exactly, it's fantasy. It has none of the the technology. Or possibilities that it uses is tied to any sort of science. Not, I mean, it might as well be an alternate dimension. It is its own thing. It at least tends to adhere to its own rules, which is good. But it is fantasy. You have to accept this reality where spaceships go in space. You know, because if you watched Apollo 13 and the rocket was blasting through empty space going... You'd be called bullshit on it. <laughs> yeah, Stanley, <laughs> right? Stan, Stanley Kubrick and Arthur C. Clarke put that, that baby to bed in yes, sci-fi. Thank, thankfully, they and, showed, yeah, how to do it for every movie up until Gravity has been ripping it off. Exactly, and yeah. Being hailed is like... <laughs> well, I, I mean, if, if you're talking good sci-fi, Dune, the rights for Dune, which was bought by Legendary Pictures... Mm-hmm. And they're talking about turning it into a Game of Thrones type. Uh, they want to do a, like a movie to introduce the series, and then they're that, going to do like a Game of Thrones type series. You want to talk about something that needs a channel? Does Sting know about this? It, it needs to. <clears throat> that story needs to be rebooted in a major way because we've had these weird ass versions of it that were more the visions of what individual directors or artists wanted to produce. There's a lot of things there. David Lynch's version is far changed, and he tried to put his what seemed like maybe his own politics into it and sort of of kind of morph the story to what he thought it should be about. It definitely. And the the sci-fi miniseries... Not to say there's a lot of politics in the story of Dune. A lot of it is revolved around... Feudalism like and territory and yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we're at, okay. The the eighty five. I really wish this. I wish the eighty four movies budget would have been given to the Sci Fi Channel because the Sci Fi Channel when they did their their Dune and Children of Dune yeah. uh, miniseries, they stayed a lot closer to the source material, but they just didn't have the budget to do it justice. Yeah. yeah it, right. it, at one point, I think they were doing the, when uh, Duke Leto and, and uh, Paul were rescuing the workers on the, on, from, on the, on the sand crawler, on the spice mine. And like, literally you saw this, the, the, the ship was made of cardboard and it was flapping in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, but oof, you know, that's rough. Sci-fi channel has come a long way. And, Personally, I think that a lot of their shows still have a ways to go when it comes to the quality of writing. The production aspect is pretty spectacular. Well, didn't they just put out and, like Childhood's End? A couple, like I don't know. I think um, the last one I watched was oh fuck, I can't even remember. I didn't. I watched a whole season of it, but didn't care enough to come back for season two. And it was about uh, these. There's like this mining colony where there was a murder and. Uh, and Thomas Jane was on it playing this like uh, detective. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I remember 
well, the childhoods, if, if it was childhoods, then I think that's what it was. Um, it was a mini series. And so it got a little bit more financing than like their regular series yeah. do. Well, yeah, and, I mean, again, go, you know, going back to a lot of TV that I watched, even though there's parts, there's aspects of it that really annoy me, like the superhero shows. So especially this season of the CW DC shows, it's actually been pretty spectacular. And there's still a lot of faults in it and a lot of things that make me cringe and where you seem like, well, if they, man, if they had a bigger budget, but it's really not about the budget. It's what they're expected to do with the budget that they have. And that's produce 20 plus episodes. And that's why you get these tighter stories in the Marvel Netflix series. Because it doesn't have to be stretched out and told in a serialized aspect. You can tell the bigger story all at once. And yeah. That's what I wish they, they would be able to do. Even if they have to produce 20 plus episodes, then at least know where your bigger stories are going. So that while, you know, okay, so the two of the main characters have a falling out over the death of another character. It should be a really emotional thing. But the fact that this is all has to be wrapped up in this episode in order for them to move on really deadens the emotional blow of what's going on. Whereas other shows that would take multiple episodes or maybe even not till the next season till those things are resolved, much like this happens in real life. You know? Well, why can't those superhero shows be real enough, damn it? <laughs> it's still um, it. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of, of shows that, God, I wish that they would do something with. Uh, I don't know how, why or how this happened, but I caught on TV this week both of the Judge Dredd movies. Oh, man, and what a... Two totally different movies. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wildly different. And uh, Judge Dredd, the... 95 one uh, with uh, I am yeah. the uh, uh, with Sylvester Stallone there. Right. That was the one that was on first that I saw. And rewatching it, I was like, wow, what a piece of fucking shit this fucking movie is. I saw that before, you know, pre internet age, now everybody sees previews for everything, right? And when Judge Dredd came out, it wasn't, I don't think it was expected to be like a huge blockbuster. And I probably also didn't go to a hell of a lot of movies, so I didn't see a preview about it. I just knew that there was going to be a Judge Dredd movie, and I had to see that shit. And it was like, it started off fine enough because, hey, I got to see Judge Dredd, this comic book that I had read a lot of, on the screen. And then he just fucking takes his helmet off. Which, Judge Dredd, they never show his face right. in the comic books. Yes, he takes his helmet off, but they never show his face. Right. They 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 bastardized At a this couple point, different it's characters. like Cobra, uh, Cobra Commander, right? Like I think yeah. that people have attempted reveals, but the, the cartoon did it best. He does take his mask off once, and you don't get to see it. And that's just how it is. It's like the fucking suitcase in Pulp Fiction. It doesn't fucking matter what's inside. It's just a MacGuffin. It's just, you know, it's just a... It's just something to move the plot forward. Right. Something to add some weight to what's going on here. There are stakes. You don't need to know what the stakes are in order to enjoy the story. Well, so I watched that, and I was like, Ugh, oh, God. And then a couple days later, the 2012 Dread was on, and I watched that, and... That was just called Dread. That was just, yeah. That just, was uh, with the guy who played Bones. 
Uh, Carl Urban, yeah. Carl Urban is fantastic. And apparently there's no interest in making a sequel to that outside of, I think Carl Urban, somebody asked him at like a convention. He's Question. like, sure, why not? Just keep the law. He does was definitely. Oh, he was well, the does law. He, does he say it in the movie? Does he go, I am the law? Oh, you know, actually, I don't know that that's like a big. Judge Dredd talks a lot of shit. Not to say that he's like a Spider Man type of character. He's definitely more the Batman type. But uh, he's not a. I don't know that I am the law is like a catchphrase or anything that he said as a, as a, as a character in the comic book. But he might have yeah. said it. He doesn't I, say he, a lot. You know what my favorite, my favorite part about that whole movie is actually the last line in it. So the Dread movie is really one day in the life of Judge Dread, yeah. and it involves taking down an entire complex of like the slum tower of just hundreds of people. And at the end of it, he walks out because he's a hero. You know he's going to do that, and he has a brief encounter with his superior who shows up to contain the situation. And she says, what the hell happened in there? The whole place is blowing up. He's fucked up. His helmet's still on though. And he goes, drug bust. (laughs) (laughs) And fucking goes home. (laughs) Wow. It's like just, and that's what makes fucking that movie. Judge dread, the true judge dread movie. Also, it, something that I have heard rumors about, I don't know how reliable they are, is that there's interest to do a Netflix series yeah, with Carl Urban. Oh, with it's Carl Dutch. Urban? How badass would that be? That's what I'm saying. Because, because there's so many stories pre-built that, I mean, the way that Judge Dredd was serialized and still is serialized in a lot of comics, British comics, are they're used to getting their stuff weekly. And that's mm-hmm. why they read a lot of, um, oh shit, what do you call them? Hey, Where Carl, you'll get like one book, you. like 2000 AD will have Judge Dredd's story and then it'll have like three other stories. Yeah. Uh, there's a name for it that I'm completely <laughs> forgetting for some reason. It's the same way the heavy metal magazine is set up where you'll follow, you know, one story over like five issues of it and you'll get like six or eight pages of it each time. It's not, you don't get one monthly 22-page comic. It's broken up, basically. And so the beats are much different. And that would adapt to television so well, even in the way that, like, they wouldn't have to do an hour show. Like, even for some of the Marvel stuff, they don't have to do an hour. There's so much of it that's dragged out, and it's beautiful enough, and you get some nice city shots, and it's all noir and shit, but we don't need to see you park the car. We don't need to see... Your character constantly sneaking around. We know that's what he does. They take their time a little bit. Walking Dead's guilty of that, too. Granted, they have some beautiful cinematography that happens in that series as well, but there's a lot of padding where, like, hey, you could have told this story in a half hour and told it nicely. No, it takes their fucking time. Mr. Robot takes their fucking time. Oh, very guilty. I just watched two seasons of that in two days. Also, being a little too up its own ass with like the, the shots that are framed with the person in the lower left-hand corner of the screen, <laughs> and it's all this negative space. That is my... You're like, I get it. There's a, there's a gap between these two characters that you're trying to illustrate but here. But if I had one knock on Mr. Robot, man, yeah. you take a long time to say nothing sometimes. <laughs> yes. Like... But it's so engaging. I love that show. But that, you know, I, I was making a... Be- Trying to come back to a point there that I forgot now. Oh, half-hour television, yes. 
You could do half. You could do Judge Dredd serialized in a half hour very easily. That type of character, it's like uh, Ash versus The Walking Dead, or is, no, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Ash versus <laughs> Evil. The Walking yeah. Dead. Oh, you should crossover over like that. a motherfucker. You should work at AMC. <laughs> there you go, man. Make a million dollars. That show works really well on a half hour format, where you would think if. Most cases, they take that type of material and adapt it. They want an hour of television. If they're taking anything genre, there's not a whole lot of genre that translates to half-hour television. You know what I mean? Yeah, and... Zombies, with, apparently, we need an hour of them. Superheroes, we need an hour. Well, with Judge Dredd, they could also... Although Powerless is coming up. That's going to be a half-hour, but that's about people who deal in the insurance industry or something, I think. About losing... Yeah, power. like when when it's Superman... About the Amish... No, it's about what happens when Superman crashes into your building or throws Zod into your building. Like, well, doesn't Ben Affleck get pissed and tell you that he must pay? <laughs> well, if you if you're not lucky enough to have Ben Affleck fighting on your side, hopefully you have uh, superhero insurance. Batfleck isn't it the what term was, the internet has for him now? See, the, I think the thing they could do with Judge, but there's a lot of humor that exists in in Judge Dredd as well, right? Even in the Carl Urban, where he's very serious, like the humor in this in the Sylvester Stallone version is very campy, and I think not intended. The, there is actual humor, but it's very black humor. I think in the funny way that he manages to blow a nice even hole through the center of somebody's head, that's like so ridiculously comic booky. You know, they have that shot where you see through their head. Or he uh, he shoots a grenade into somebody's mouth. Like, it's an incendiary grenade that shoots out of the bottom part of his gun. They go, and it goes, yeah, that's right at the beginning of the movie. Right. Yeah, fired. And the, his whole, you watch, like, his whole... I think it's a magnesium bomb, they say. It's so it, like, burns super hot. And just fucking... He looks like Ghost Rider for a second before he dies. Well, I, the thing that I think they could do that they can't really do to an extent in the movies that they could in a TV show is get into the fact that Judge Dredd is... I think he had a one-liner for that. I'm not sure. He's not really a hero. He's a, he's really... He started out as a fascist. Right. I mean, he was he was a pawn of a fascist government and state right. that's like... That's the consistent thing about his character that the, the right writers know what to do with him is that... He will always do his job, and so he is therefore easily manipulated as well. Exactly, and one of his, one of the trade paperbacks that I had read um, a while ago uh, was the story America from the Judge Dredd universe. He's not even; he's only, I think, on like twelve pages, and he's flat out the bad guy in that. I mean, that's just there's no other way to paint it. And yeah, it does. They do manage to get away with something that, like, Marvel only plays with Wolverine being the bad guy, but at the end of the day, he's always making the right decision. He's always out for, like, saving somebody or whatever. And exactly. Judge Dredd is just doing his job and going home and not giving a fuck. At best, at best, you could say he's morally ambiguous. At best. He's like, Judge Mills Lane. Let's get it out. Judge Judy. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you can't say that he's morally ambiguous because well, not if morally, but his morals align perfectly with whatever the law says his morals are. Right. Well, also, the, hey, also, the interesting thing about Judge Dredd ambiguity. is ambiguity. Did we just bring it back around to our real government? <laughs> also, also the interesting one of the interesting things about Judge Dredd is that he, in the comic book world, he ages in real time. So yeah, that's, that's he's been true. out for forty years. So now he's in the comic book. He's like in his early seventies. 
That is and, something that sets him apart from many, almost every other comic book character out there. And it's also given them still a lot of, hope it's also, for the it's sequel. It's also given them a lot of wiggle room Ooh. to play with his character as That's far as... Stallone, Carl Urban. To play with his character as far as the character evolving over the years, which he has done. I mean, there's he's got more nuance to him in his views on things in the comic book. I'm now seventy. I'm seventy. I'm hoping that we this, do a sequel. I hope, I'm hoping that this current fad with uh, these big budget comic book adaptation movies lasts enough, or at least uh, stays active enough to diversify a lot more and not be so tied to the same way that as a comic book reader, I'm not there. While I certainly have like my favorites of, I love seeing. Wolverine, written by Chris Claremont and drawn by Arthur Adams. That's just fantastic, you know? But I'll read many different Wolverine stories, written by different people, drawn by different artists, and even different versions of that character that aren't even the the original ones. And in movies, we're so tied to, like, oh, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, and now what are we going to do? And while we've managed to... I guess we're accepting this with Spider-Man because, we're, I mean, the new one looks like they're finally getting it right. But I, I'd wish that we could see other other movies. Like, just because you have to have uh, an Avengers movie where, um, you know, this person is going to be playing Captain America in that, does that mean that we maybe can't make a, a smaller budget Captain America movie and tell a really good story with another actor, you know? Because it's not like as a reader, if there's a really good Avengers story that I want to read and it's got Captain America in it, it's written and uh, drawn by a completely different team of people that is writing a solo Captain America story that I also might want to enjoy. Those are two different things. America, you got to move units, buddy. And uh, I guess at some point, films don't do that. It comes to whenever this relationship with uh, Marvel and uh, uh, what's his name? What's his three names? Uh, Robert. Downey Jr. Whenever that comes to an end, and we and everybody realizes, wait a minute, it's not just Hugh Jackman. Like all these guys are going to get too old for the superhero shit, right? And what do we well, do then? They got a they got a minute that's with Chris Evans. Well, that's what they're gonna. That's why they're just gonna do what they did in the comic book. And what is it, uh, that? Fifteen year old girl take over the mantle of Iron Man? Right. They're they're setting they're preparing us for that by presenting us with these alternate uh these obviously alternate it's a black chick right not just because if you take like another guy and yes it is if, and you put him in the suit and it, well this is some other white male that we're putting in his place nobody that's really not paying attention will differentiate between oh well that's not steve rogers in that captain america but they'll just see captain america you see a woman or a black man it's the costume or a Chinese not the guy, person then you Is then you're obviously for? seeing like a different version of Captain America. Yeah. Well, well I don't know. Try Black Superman, see how that goes in Trump's America. That might not work out so well. Oh boy. Okay, well they've Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I thought that they were going to go the route of have having Rhodey play Iron Man like they did in the comic books. Like but they obviously decided not to do that, and they made a war machine instead, which they also did in the comic books. But uh, well, wait a minute, Rhodey has been a stand-in involved in in different plot lines for Tony Stark, but that's kind of a thing that he's done multiple times because he doesn't. It doesn't actually have to be him inside the armor 
nobody would really know. And he gets away with not only piloting empty armor, but having other people stand in for him. Like Spider-Man's done that as well in the comics. But Rhodey has never actually taken on the mantle of Iron Man. Dude, he was Iron Man for like years and years. The whole thing was Stark. Got, Stark, yes, Stark lost all his companies. Whatever the fuck, Stain came in, bought out his company. Stark became such an alcoholic. What years are we talking about in real time? Was this like a recent storyline or older one? No, this is like the 80s, man. The 80s? Okay. All right. Well, and then Iron Man 200 is when Tony Stark came back and he came back with the purple armor. Right. Well, whatever. It's not purple, but it's it's definitely not. Was it possessed by a symbiote alien? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Does it. Did it, was this a change that happened after Secret Wars? That was like a, a nice period for everyone wanted to reset their character and modernize them. I'm a man! I'm 40! The tertiary effect of selling lots of toys. Well, yeah, that, definitely that. That was, um, a, that was the, well, the main purpose of uh, Secret Wars, was selling toys, um, selling comic books, and then giving yourself a chance to hopefully get a new audience from the kids who wanted the toys and then we're going to read more of the comic books. Yeah, and, uh, and, according and okay. Modernize your character a little bit. Obasaw Stain. Uh, yeah, Obadah. It's a weird fucking comic name. Stain took over Stark and Tony Stark relapsed into alcoholism. Rhodes took over as Iron Man and stayed Iron Man. He was a charter member of the West Coast Avengers. He was in the Secret Wars. And then Stark helped Rhodes maintain the armor, but Rhodes' paranoia and hatred made him believe that Stark wanted to retake the armor during a battle, blah, blah, blah. And then it all came together in episode 200 where, or not episode, but issue 200 where Tony Stark took over the armor again. And Stain committed suicide at the end of that book, which was like a big deal back in, what, 86, 87 when that came out? Even though they didn't show him, like, blowing his head off in graphic detail, they showed him sticking his, his gauntlet up to his head yeah, and firing. But, but where are you getting that information from, Rich? The internet? Yes, the, yeah, the unreliable can't, internet. You can't trust Wikipedia. No, you know, we, we should wrap it up for this episode, but I, I just wanted to mention, as long as we're talking comic books, real quick. I wanted to get your opinion on this. I don't think you, you probably haven't been keeping track of the most recent Batman series. No. Have you? Okay. So I didn't want to spoil anything for you if you have. And if you are, uh, I guess spoiler alert, and you might as well skip ahead. <clears throat> but the last, the, the current run of the series that, you know, Batman's in multiple series, but the Batman titled series. So I guess you Turbine could say speed. the name Batman, even though Detective is older and that's where you first appear. Um, in that series, there's been kind of a slow burn of a story from a writer who's done a lot of really fantastic stuff lately and people were really anticipating what he was going to do with this character. And it hasn't been a whole lot. He does seem to be laying the base for something. The last two uh, issues involve him using Catwoman and some other B-rate characters villains to break into Bane's fortress and during Catwoman's process of breaking in there's a, a a letter that she wrote to Bruce Wayne right 
and one of these like not, not Springsteen. Why I'm bad and I'm always going to be bad and bad news for all the people around me and I always fuck everything up in my lives in my life and the people around me and you should probably just stay away from me because you're going to get fucked up too. It sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. Did his dad not <laughs> like him? Now in the last issue, yeah, up on the back of a motorcycle. And you know, part of the reason they can get away with this type of format, where one issue is all this one theme, and it works really well, because these are coming out bi-weekly in a way that actually works for me. It usually doesn't. But when X Men, every time X Men has gone bi-weekly, it seems like they're just trying to pack more shit in. But this week's, this last week's episode, episode issue was. Batman's process of beating his way through Bane's hundreds of men armed to the teeth and this gorgeous straight on rephrase that, that. that runs through all of the all the pages and an overlay of his letter to Selena Kyle where he talks about it the his own pain and reasons for what he's doing and how uh the thing that they had in common was that they were the only two that got it right Everyone else would think it was funny, ultimately. He said, if my parents could see me now, they would laugh. What was I doing? Dressing up in a hood and a cowl and a cape with these gadgets, jumping through the air at night. What am I really doing? I've lost my fucking mind. Anyone would laugh. And Catwoman is the only person who saw Batman and didn't get any humor in that, that understood what what he was doing. And he's apparently the only one that he's confessed to as... Attempting to commit suicide shortly after his it's a safe space Batman. Hey, hey, this is the big reveal. Yeah, the it, apparently he um, he attempted to commit suicide shortly after his parents' death, and that was part of his. Basically, he was saying that becoming Batman gave him reason to live and to go on in a very real way. That his attempt at suicide was was instrumental in him becoming Batman. And the storyline that has gone through now four issues, I think, or three issues up until now, is entitled I Am Suicide. And it, most people took it, like myself, as, well, he's assembling some sort of suicide squad, like he's getting some villains together to go against Bane. He's going on a suicide mission, which is invading Bane's fortress where there's hundreds of men armed to the teeth. Uh, it turned out to be very literal because that's what he said in his letter to Catwoman, to Selena Kyle, was that he is suicide. It's this or death. I either do this or there's no point in, my, in me living anymore because this is the only thing that saved me after my parents. We can't end there. Can't end on that. I don't know. I, I like that take on Batman. I mean, it's not drastically different, but he managed to hone an edge on Batman just enough to add to to deepen that story in a way that I think... It was very successful. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... it's ba- you, you dig it? Yeah. I, it's... Does it make it's sense? Batman. To, is that Batman's him not- acting within character, do you feel? Yes. As a fan of the character, yeah. Yes. Batman... Okay, once you got past the Golden Age comics and it was... And out of the 60s, they took it back, especially with year one. Yeah. And the Dark Knight Returns and all that shit, but but Batman Year One, they really took it back. And well, there's many. I mean, every, he's taken back to his origins probably more than any other superhero character at this point. I would imagine, right? Yeah. We've seen the origins yeah. retold in many different ways for Batman, and it all involves his parents dying. But it, 
the, everything else varies widely, actually, when you get down to it. I mean, Batman has, since at least the 70s, it's been, you know, he's a tragic figure. How many Robins has he been through? How many Robins have been killed or, you know, fucked with? How much tragedy has has he seen as a character in his you know in his life? That's what makes Batman Batman. Right. I don't want my Batman well adjusted. Well, you know, I think when we're seeing a, a kind of cycle in comics that we see in, re- reflected in our own society, um, because of whip the, criminals ass. He's like, hey, you ever thought about why Batman, you're doing this? Batman is a is a character while varied in success for. A good two decades. Uh, eventually, in the '60s, with the whole superhero comics kind of boom that happened at that point, that Marvel was actually responsible for, Batman kind of lifted up with them and found a new audience in these kids, right? And what happens is these kids grow up, and some of those want to continue to read about those characters. But those char- those stories are fruity, man. I mean, they're just some of it's just fucking nonsense. Like, as a fan, I've gone back and read plenty of comics from the golden age of comics, and there's a lot of great stuff there, but man, those, those stories make no fucking sense. And it doesn't, it really does seem geared towards a kid. Yeah, definitely. And, and then in the seventies, you saw, well, we want to still appeal to these people, but they want more serious stories. And what are they getting on film? They're getting a, a, re- a resurgence in more. This is like the birth of independent film happens in the seventies with like Cassavetes and people who not only are willing to take more chances with the medium, but audiences are open to those chances that they're taking. Like uh, 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 Woody Allen, you know, uh, and experimental comedy like uh, Monty Python. So anyway. You have to have a more darker, more adult, more realistic, gritty. That's the Bronze Age, the 70s shit. So I think now we're seeing a lot of people who... I personally grew up on the 80s shit. That kind of leaves me in a weird limbo. The 90s were way wacky. And the storylines went way out of control again. The outfits got way out of control. And I was tuned out. I was into techno and drugs and girls. So you're also discovering drugs and pussy in the 90s, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but a lot of people grew up on that, and the shit that went down in the in the cartoon, they associate that as like in canon stuff. And so now you have audiences that they've grown up. They grew up in the '90s with that version of the characters, and they still want to follow the X Men and Batman and all those characters, but they need that grittier version, right? And this is where I mean, DC is still appealing to it, this audience that that is calling for these uh not only in their comics but in their movies even though their their movies get criticized by the fans they still go and see them because they're offering them that version that they want ultimately even if the script or there's plot holes or anything all these things that they're willing to look o- overlook as as comic book fans in general because it's just part of being a fan is knowing that like at some point, editorial is going to let you down no matter how great the writer is. No matter how how good the artist is, the deadline for getting them out of every month is going to fuck something up. Life is going to happen. And one writer is going to take a direction somewhere else, and the next writer is going to kill off your favorite character. Nothing, nothing will keep us together. Oh, yeah. There you go. 
I'm sorry, that turned out to be a very long rant on comments, didn't it? (laughs) Definitely should wrap it up for this one. Do my best not to glaze over over here. I know, I know. Thanks for hanging in with us there. People listen, they like it. Everybody likes us. I hear it. I sit here and produce. I don't know. All I know is what I read on the internet. I don't know if you can trust it, but I hear that people really like superheroes. So... <laughs> Maybe there might be an audience out there for this show. You've seen the box office receipts. There is an audience. Yes. I may not be part of it. I'll let but, you guys go. But here, wait. Well, it's built up. You guys have, I guess I did, I really need my own comic book podcast, is what it comes down to. Because <laughs> I was going to say, you guys can talk about sports, but wait a minute. You already do that. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we do it already have show. a complete outlet hey, for that. Sporgy, by the way. On iTunes and ChristianMedia.net. If you check that out. But yeah, sweet. Someday a sports pod, or a sports, a comic book podcast. One day. I still got to find a co-host. That's what it comes down to. Or a podcast about comic books that are about sports. Ooh, oh, there man. You. Uh, and then like two <laughs> in the history of time. Maybe there's, there's, there's probably a Harlem Globetrotters comic right. book at some point. It has to be. That's the only thing I, I think, can think at of. At this point, if like you that. get niche enough... There's a, a podcast for everything and a way to support it even because you could have 30 people that their minds are blown that you're covering just sports related comic books that they're willing to fork over like $30 a year just to pay your, and let's cover be honest, your, your cost on production. They'd be white involved guys. in that. Let's be honest. They'd be white because I mean, that's, that's, that's someone having right. some crazy disposable they do it income for Patreon, too. and they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'd support that." I'll give these guys a thousand dollars every month to keep this podcast going. That's rich whitey shit right there. <laughs> but yeah, maybe you're you are this rich. We have a donate button. You can hit it. It's on ChristopherMedia.net. Got right. goddamn Russian hackers. It mu- <laughs> Did they get us? I, I gotta make Did a call. They get us after too? This, I gotta make a call God. for this podcast. They got us oh, last year. They got us. I thought I paid for an extra level of security after last year's debacle, but no. Apparently, now. You know, hopefully, by the time you hear this, uh, like it's uploaded to the site, the so you can go to ChristopherMedia.net and hear it. But it's not. The site is now not interfacing with everything, so stuff isn't like uploading Listen. to iTunes. It's still getting to the site. This is the new reality. You only learn to deal with it. It's like we never cured AIDS. We just made it so it doesn't kill you so much anymore. Most of the sites that get right? blocked, I get a list, are from Russia. I'm just, just, I'm just you're, pointing you're out facts, <laughs> people. I know it's a dirty word in this day and age. I use the F word, facts. You're going to have to get used to metaphorically pissing in the radiator. It's, yeah. just gonna, it's the new reality. The Russians are going to own the internet because Trump's going to give it to them. <laughs> Well, there's pissing in the radiator, and then there's beating off into a ceiling fan. It's like the only two options we got nowadays. That's our distraction from keeping us from realizing that we're going to be pissing in the radiator. I don't know. That's that's my general euphemism now for the Russians are taking over. We're always, from- we're always so full of fun and sunshine and positivity on this podcast. Yeah. You asked, didn't any... Earlier, you said... Didn't anything good happen? And it was Rogue One, which we talked about the the protest of. So the answer ultimately is, yes, good things happened. And no, we can't have good things. I, the, dude, it's just like when they protested fucking episode seven. Right. I can't even take it serious, dude. How good? Okay. I think in, in the 50s, if a man punched a kangaroo, that would be a good thing, right? That's something you would see like in a show. 
<laughs> Kang- kangaroo boxing was. There's videos of it on the internet, and they're <laughs> right. not that old. It'd be that some be dude still happens. Pants pulled up to right under his nipples. <laughs> and let me tell you bare knuckled. Let me tell you something. The the video I watched of kangaroo boxing. All I'm saying is there's a balance. There's this. The video, the video I watched of kangaroo boxing, the yes. kangaroo beat the shit out of the guy. <laughs> they mostly do. <laughs> you don't okay. want to fuck with a kangaroo, even if you got him on reach and size. Don't fool yourself. So don't – everybody out there like, oh, a poor kangaroo. No, this okay, – uh, I mean, the average kangaroo will fuck up your average human. Okay? Help, Just, help, everybody I'm calm down. Right. It's a velociraptor with personality. Exactly. Can don't you, be fooled. You, look, I mean, you're, think about this. You're – that's all lean muscle. You ever seen a fat kangaroo? No. Just imagine if that's a human. Human, a human with no percent body fat walks up to you. First what of do you all, think's going to happen? Not only that, do you ever see them walking? You know what they do when they're not bouncing on their feet? They're doing this walk thing where they use their tail. Instead of, you know, we walk with two legs, and an animal will walk with four where it alternates left and right in most cases. And only when running will they run with both feet together. But a kangaroo, when it, it either hops on its two legs, which have huge muscles, or it walks by using its tail like a crutch. So it, tail, two legs hop forward, tail in the middle, two legs hop forward. It walks like a tripod. Cat is... <laughs> like, well, what the fuck? Are we in a ship that's like experiencing some uh, disturbance? It sounds like creaking. You probably can't hear that going on over there. All right. I think Rich fell asleep. I think anyone listening fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we, if so we're we passing out on the podcast, the then... Uh, yeah. Hey, yes. Jay still holds the record. I just... <laughs> I, falling audibly, I'm falling no, asleep. I'm no good at goodbyes. <laughs> this will be our new theme song. Hey, kids. Welcome on Retro. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we can't in this podcast why we can't have nice things. Yeah, this it is should, why. This should just be Donald Trump. Why we can't have nice things. It should just be our new flag. That's <laughs> what happens. Donald Trump, because you get what you deserve. I did have a thought this year. To to me, 2016 oh. is the year the internet jumped the shark to where I now think it is the best slash worst invention ever. Like, trust me, it has done wonders for us. Techno. Techno. Technology wise, Man. connecting Listen, us. We got to wrap it up. But I know, but I really want to <laughs> say I, for next to... time. Basically, every story that you read about the internet, take out all the references to the internet in that story and just read it about a, a piece about human nature and see if that makes sense. And if that does, then that story is true. And if not, then the story is bullshit and it's just about technology because it's never about the technology. It's always we always have technology. It's about what we do with it. Technology does not change us. <laughs> the internet has not changed us. Smartphones has not changed us. We our behavior. Our behavior remains consistent in what we are interested in. You're interested in being fed, getting laid, being sheltered, getting money, having toys, seeing other th- people have toys and be naked and have sex. And all that shit. Our interests have not changed. People fucking in a Range Rover. I'm just, I'm sick of stories about how the internet and devices and we're addicted to this and that. We're cha- okay. See, that's 
That's why I said we're just having having a light shown on the dark side of our nature. Next time on Unregimented. Thank you, people, for listening. Yeah. Where do they follow us on Twitter? Unregimented Pod. Uh, You can email unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. Like, share, all that fun, happy horseshit. Retweet. More people listen every month. Tell people, rate us. Yeah. Those are the two of the best things that you can do. Let other people know. Hopefully by the time this is posted, you're able to get it back on iTunes. Retweet us. If you yeah. like a, If you like something we said on an episode, you know, retweet us on uh, on the tweeter. Yeah, the tweeter. Yeah. Wow. Sound on sound the, on the wolfer. Sound older. And then on the Twitter there. But thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Later, guys. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net